Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Today, we are going to be telling you what classic games deserve the Metroid Prime treatment. Remakes are riding high. We've got Metroid Prime, mm -hmm. Resident Evil 4, people are going gaga over. Yes. Uh, we are wondering, what is the next wave of games that people could remake and get this same kind of reaction? we got a great list. Yeah, we have a really good list. This is pretty interesting because these games are like shooting up the Metacritic charts. Could they be considered Game of the Year contenders? Right. Even as remakes? So... Kind of an interesting topic. It's a hot topic. Hot Indeed. topic. Yeah. Um, as always, everything that you see here, all of our wonderful content that we make is made possible by our Patreon subscribers. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting us. If you'd like to join us, we are at patreon.com slash Krista. Support this wonderful discussion that That's we right. have every week about the insides of the video game industry. Right. I had to put down in a tweet recently, like, what is the Kit and Krista difference? Because I... Oh, I saw that. Because sometimes we get lumped in with other content creators, yeah. like, and fine, they're doing their thing. But yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what do we not have? We don't have uh, insider sources in the shadows. Are they real? Are they not? Right. I don't know. Are we just putting out putting out nonsense into the ether? We're See not what putting sticks. out, like, weird clickbaity things right. that are from, like, conjecture right. or from... Some rumor mill, whatever. And passing it off as like the hard and cold truth. Exactly. No, we're not what doing we're that. telling you guys is like real industry insights because we work there inside the company collectively for almost 26 years. Right. And if we say we think something is happening, that is based on like all of those experiences over the decades. Yeah. We the wisdom. We know how they right. work. We've been inside their little head. You are just like the old man in I The am. Legend of Zelda in the cave giving Link the sword. You are that old man. I am the old that man. That is you. That's yes. me. I got the right. apple. I got the sword. Right. I'm happy. And I'm, I'm the, old. I'm in the fairy fountain. <laughs> you're I'm frolicking that, free in the fairy you're that, fountain. That, that but you, massive hit fairy. But you are that grizzled old man. That that's you. scantily clad outfit that's me. in the fairy fountain. Yeah, I'm having a great time. <laughs> and you're stuck fairy. in a cave. All right. I'm but yes, that. Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Support the, the frolicking fairy and this old man. And the banter. <laughs> <laughs> on patreon.com slash kittenkrista. Um, we do have like real benefits also for our wonderful Patreon subscribers, including Bonus Q&As where we answer our spiciest questions. Which you only get on Patreon. Which you only get on Patreon. Obviously, early access. We have tons of content right now across the channel um, with our experiences from Super Nintendo yeah. World. Um, and all our Patreon subscribers get early access to all those episodes. We have monthly hangouts. We have a tier where you can help us make all of our content. Mm -hmm. And uh, we even have a free trial on our most popular tiers. So if you want to check it out, that's a very easy way to do it. Yeah. 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 And of course, our wonderful Discord server is where all the happenings are happening every week, every day. And we're there um, every day with our wonderful community. That's right. Hanging out, chatting. Um, all right. We this, got a lot going This is on. an extremely busy week for us. So we really do have a lot. By the time going. you hear this, it's either Wednesday or Thursday or, or who knows when. Uh, mid <laughs> Someday. Mid uh, we have a video, a proper video every day 
this week. We do, yeah. So we have put out by now the, there's Chef Toad. We put out the Toadstool <laughs> Cafe mm-hmm. uh, video from Super uh, Nintendo World. Yes. People are talking about that. Yeah. What does, what doesn't have mayonnaise? What What would you order if you're on a limited diet? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, we are very honest with our review of Toadstool Cafe, which is a big highlight that we were looking forward to going into Super Nintendo World. That was like a one of the things that we were both really excited about. And we have some things to say to you about the Toadstool. Chef Toad, you're going to hear a, a critique from us. <laughs> Just cowering in terror over here. What I do you saw got? a comment on the video this yeah. morning that was like, remind me never to eat dinner with Kit. Why? <laughs> it's one thing I don't eat. And yet somehow I get labeled a picky eater, whatever. Whoa. Uh, so that is out. We yes. will have also, or in the end of the week, our mm-hmm. final video from Super Nintendo yes. World, the secrets of the of the power-up bands. Yes. Right. We've, we have, we discover some stuff with the power-up band, and we have some, some tips with yeah. the power-up band. Some things that, like, I don't see a lot of other no. tours of Super Nintendo they can't, World. They can't do it. This is skill-based. Oh, skill-based. We had the skills to do this. We got well, in that door. We have we had to real we got lucky because we had huh? some problems. You what are you guys talking want, about? Well, you'll watch the video on Friday and then you'll know because there was like some some real like razor's edge moments of whether or not we were going to be able to do it. And I was I was getting a little nervous towards the end of the day, um, just a little bit. <laughs> a, a little aside: I, last week I lost power for about three days. We had these awful storms. I, oh, yeah, I, my power have, was out. Really. Uh, I couldn't charge my watch, so I took it off, and I was like, "Gosh, it feels weird to have nothing on my wrist." I wore my my, my power up band. Shut up! I did. You did not. Yeah, that that toad, that toad the with the wonder bread? with the, the wonder, wonder bread, bread pattern. Yeah, just did wore that out and about. Oh, I was like, "This is nice. This is this is a good accessory." Forget this uh, watch. Functional. Who needs that? Oh, look cool. They should make a Apple Power Apple Nintendo no. Partnership Power Up Band. What are you talking about? Where like they they can like on the watch face, it can just be like whatever. I bet if you wanted to take the strap off of the band and put it on the watch, you could probably do that. Make it like a slap bracelet. Oh, that's cool. This is a terrible idea. I hope nobody. This does is a this. good partnership. Apple and Nintendo, <laughs> get on it. Universal, whatever. Uh, also out by now, we have another video yeah. with more 3DS eShop games to get in the dwindling days oh that gosh. you still have before the end strikes. These are these are the golden these moments. These are before. the end days. Say whatever you needed to say to your 3DS, because this is it. <gasps> now. It's starting to feel pretty real. Something I want to say to all the people out there. Deep cuts? The, this, is the second, this is the second video. The first cut, there were some comments of like, yeah, I knew all about these. These are deep. Guess what, people? We got to start there, and now we're going way deep. This is way deep. So if you have all of these games, or you know about all these games, pat yourself on the back. Yeah. Because you're a real one. I think a lot of people <laughs> don't think. Real we one. even got, I didn't realize this until I was doing my research. All those DSi games are also going away. I know. So we got a bunch of those. Those DSi games, there's some of them are Valley like, Parking 1989, my, my highest Valley recommendation. Parking. That game's good. That game is, that really game good. is a silly premise. But it's really it's good. It's really good, yeah. Because yeah. Bloosh? Uh, it is on the list Curse for, for dubious for dubious reasons, reasons that we'll get dubious into. Dubious reasons that you'll find yeah. out if you watch the video. Yeah. I saw that on the list and I knew exactly why you put it on the list. I was like, oh, here we go. Self-promotion? Yeah. Here we go. Um, we are not doing another Wii U video. Isn't anymore? Because I, we, we recommended five games and that was a challenge. That was kind and I, of it, guys. I'm not sure there's five more games that I really want to recommend yeah. on the Wii U. I don't think so, you, yeah, don't, don't yeah. save your pennies. Focus on the 3DS games because they're legit good games that you should get and um, have. Yeah. 
So also yeah. shout out to our friend Gerard. Um, I was just who say, had an amazing video over the weekend where he bought everything. Oh my gosh. The full catalog. That is insane. It was like twenty thousand dollars to do or something like yeah. that. I <laughs> that video was funny because like along the way he hit so many roadblocks. I know. Where it was like they think I'm money laundering, buying all of the these e-shop cards, e-shop cards. And then the storage issues. You couldn't like fit it, yeah. One terabyte, two terabytes of storage. <laughs> Obviously, that's not possible Hilarious. on like a, like a system that old. Right, so right. Do. Wow. That's... Giving Nintendo your money has never been harder. I know. That's why they have to Nintendo, shut it down. Nintendo, do you want yeah. $20,000 yeah. from Gerard, the completionist? I mean, gosh. That's insane, though. That I'm, I was so impressed that he did that video because I was like, "Wow, that's yeah." A feat. That that video Truly went, went pretty viral, um, and it has like a happy ending to it. So I yes. recommend you check that out. Yeah, good for him. Also, this week are two big events. One we're going to, one we are not. We are going to GDC. Oh, why which, are you looking so confused? Which which one are we not going to? PAX East. Oh, okay. is also this week. <laughs> I was like, why are you? Why, what event did you decline an invite to that you didn't ask me Shout out to the brave people in the industry that have to go from GDC to PAX East. We have done that. That is not easy. That is really hard. That is tumultuous. Yes. You're probably going to get very sick. Sick. (laughs) Take care of yourself. Take your zinc. Drink some water. Wear a mask on the plane. Yeah. (sighs) Take care of yourself. Drink water. Yes. Uh, PAX East, it's just a little bit far away for us. Um, So. We're, we're, We're also not like cold. People, they're like, really we're not. really bad in the cold. Every time I, I've gone to PAX East in the past, I come back and my skin basically, like, falls off. need to apologize because... to my Scandinavian progenitors. Yeah, who you, would... you have no excuse. <laughs> I come from a hot climate, so. I wasn't born there. My gene pool. That's that's not my fault, okay? I cannot be in the snow and the wind and the nonsense. Anyways, um, but yes, PAX East is this weekend. Uh we will not be there. No. But uh, GDC, we are going to. GDC is in our backyard. Mul- multiple so. days. We're not actually going to the show. There's so many events like outside and in and around the show. I always have a weird feeling about GDC because it's like these developers need a place to go to talk amongst themselves yeah, and not be bothered by the be, likes of us. They don't need to be bothered by us, like uh, us right. little outsiders. Who cares? <laughs> right. Um, so we're not we're not going to that part of the show, but there yeah. are other events where people mm-hmm. are showing games and you can talk to people. So we have some really good stuff lined up yeah. that you probably won't see too much about this week but we'll um, vlog it, soon though. soon we will have something yeah. uh, recapping all of that yeah we're really excited it's going to be really fun and um, it's very very lucky that GDC is right in our backyard so we can yeah. have the opportunity to meet up with people and we're excited because we get to see some people that we haven't seen in a long time so right kind of cool um all uh, right so also a, a, a very exciting thing that has happened by now this week is the announcement of the Kit and Krista Custom controller. Limited edition. Oh my goodness. Custom controller that we made in partnership with the wonderful one and only Captain Alex, who has been part of our community from the start. We're great friends with Captain Alex, and so we could not be more excited to partner with him on the limited edition Kitten Krista controller. Yeah, it's one of those things that we just would not have been able to do without the strength of our community. So it's really a yeah. great thank you to all of you who have been with us and yeah. continue to support it. I think it looks incredible. It's so freaking cool. Front and back design. Yes. Um, Alex is such a talented artist. He's like, so I, talented. I was just blown away. Like, and, and anytime we would give him like a comment, like, can you do this? Maybe think about this. He would like know exactly what yeah. we wanted. It's been such a joy to 
work with somebody that is as passionate as we are right. and also knows our community because he's part of it. Right. So I think in, in terms of, you know, saying that this is truly a celebration of like this community that we're building, mm-hmm. like this independent thing that we started a year ago, like this is truly like a physical thing that yeah. is the culmination of that. Exactly. Which I never thought in my wildest dreams that this would be something that we would be able to do, and it's super exciting. Right, right. So we have a full video out kind of going through the ins and outs of that, but uh, the pre-orders are open now. Yes. If you pre-order through the end of this weekend, Mm -hmm. you get free shipping. Yep. Uh, All of our Patreon subscribers will always get free shipping of course on this controller thank you captain alex for setting perk. that up for captain alex himself is a patreon subscriber he can ship it to himself so for free he's looking out for everybody he is <laughs> uh, and alex is at pax east with, with the prototype controller so if yes. you want to look at this thing and like pick it up and, and check it out like go go look at his booth yeah yeah he's he's there in our uh in our stead at pax east with the stuffs Right. The goods. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And it's uh, uh, controller.com mm-hmm. if you want to learn more. So, yeah. yeah we're Check it out. Super excited about it. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, into our story time. Yes. Um, as I was sitting in a dark home with no power, watching a gale force wind just blow over everything in my backyard, I thought, <laughs> well, this is the story we need to tell this week. Yeah. Uh, this is the story of the Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver launch mm-hmm. uh, that I was a part of back right. in 2010. Um, we had a big launch event in New York that was, you know, ran afoul with bad weather. Yeah. But let's back up. So this was the first uh, Pokemon game that I worked on right. at Nintendo. And mm-hmm. for many years, I was the Pokemon guy for public relations. It does. uh, The Pokemon lead for public relations gets passed around because no one can do it for too long. People get fed up. Burned up. Yeah. Burned out. So it went from you to me and then to another person on our team. Right. Right right Right. after I stopped doing it. Yeah. So I started early in 2009. So I had been at the company for about a year before I got this assignment. Right. And I had been in touch with the person who had been doing it up to that point. And it was known like, all right, Kit's going to take this over. Yeah. This This other person. kind of challenging though. This is a challenging project. Yeah. This other person was a, she was a contractor. So she was actually moving on to something else. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, you can figure this out. Um, but yeah, at that point, I, I felt pretty, you know, well versed into everything that I needed to know. And and the thing about Pokemon campaigns is like they are a little bit formulaic, right? Like you are not reinventing the wheel, yeah. every time. It's like exactly the Pokemon company makes a rollout. Um, you do some you, preview, you execute events. that. The developer yeah. might come over, right? And you would always culminate it with a big launch event. And it's usually in New York. Right. It's usually, you know, in and around the Nintendo New York store um, or kind of in that Rockefeller Plaza. But it is quite like there's these very kind of specific beats of activity that you would do. And working with a Pokemon company, you're very limited in like sort of creativity around that as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, And at, at this point, I should say... The games were not launching simultaneous worldwide. Right. So the That's game had right. been out in Japan for a good while. Yeah. Months. Yeah. A couple um, months. So this was truly like the US release. Um, the point about the launch events, like this was 
kind of a, a complaint that I had about that era of Nintendo mm -hmm. was like the PR team seemed incredibly invested in all of these launch events for so many games. Yeah. And it was like, why are why we doing the these? Why is the PR team doing Why it? is the events team not leading these? Right. What is the actual value of these events? Yeah, because the coverage we would get, like this was back in the day, like what, 2010? Social media wasn't that big no, yet. No, So it was very much like traditional yeah. news outlets. Right, get and the we, local news to come out. Yeah, and we would do it in New York so that there would be like a chance to get expanded media. Right. And like the whole point of it was, oh, let's try to see if like, the Today Show will cover it. Exactly. Or some like GMA, like Good Morning America, or like, you know, more of those kinds of non-gaming outlets. But it never really panned out for these no. launch events. Like they, Good Morning America did not give two shakes about no. a heart gold soul server launch event. <laughs> and, these, and these events were like a crushing amount of work. And expensive. Right. So I was never a believer of these. Yeah. And, and eventually I spoke up more and more of like, we need to stop doing these. And, yeah. and, eventually, and we, eventually we did. We slowly did and our events team did start to take, pick up we the slack. Would, we, we started to do it like for like really big launches, like huge launch right. games, like Odyssey. We right. would have like a bigger thing. But this used to be for like every little game. I remember when I joined, you were like, oh, we just did this event for personal trainer cooking. And it was like a supermarket sweeps kind of thing. And, yeah. I was, and I was like, well, that sounds cool, but it also sounds like a huge waste of time. We also did it for Mystery Case Files, where we had <gasps> a like some sort of like crazy pancake breakfast. It was ridiculous. <laughs> well, I don't know. We hired actors. That's a different story. Yeah. But it was like, they were very involved. Yeah. So this was a major disconnect I had early on at the company. I was like, why am I spending all my time doing mm -hmm. these events? This is not what I want to do. It's not what you signed um, up for. But in the case of this big Pokemon game, this was a non-negotiable. So you have to have a big launch right, event. Right, um, right, right. The game before this was Pokemon Platinum. Right. And they had a big event for that at the Nintendo New York store with the plaza. They had all, this, right. all these activities. Mm -hmm. They had these distributions. But there were these whispers of like, something happened with the distribution. The distribution got hacked. The distribution got hacked. And what was actually going out was extremely offensive. It was really bad. So mm. nobody, would, nobody was really willing to talk in great detail about it. But what you heard was very bad. And the feeling was like, yeah, maybe let's do something a little different yeah. with this event. Because again, they were they they were pretty formulaic up to that point, yeah. but then that was a pretty big like black mark. Yeah. Um, look it up if you want to, but it was a little bit embarrassing, uh, very embarrassing. So yeah, so they were like, let's do something a little out of the box, and so you came up with an idea. <clears throat> yeah. So this game, this was the game that had the Poke Walker, That's right. which I love. They should make that into an Apple this is, Watch. I think this is actually not everything has to be an Apple Watch. If I want to clip nineteen Poke Walkers in my belt, let me do it. Mr. Iwata used to do that. He did. He would have multiple Poke Walkers. He had like three or four. At all it was times. like a Batman belt, yeah. but with like, like multiple Poke he Walkers. Was, he was such a snappy dresser. He would often like come to, in like a three piece, piece suit. suit, but he would do that move where he would pull the, the, the tail, the, 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 the jacket the back. The jacket back, and you could see like a row of Poke Walkers. <laughs> like Batman's utility belt. Like, it was so He had like awesome. a half dozen Poke Walkers. It was so awesome. Day. It was like, like, yes, I love you. He is like the coolest person ever, honestly. But we all right. did. We all like, we had, we. Oh my gosh. I was so. So into the Poke Walker. So many yeah. like different fun ways of wearing the Poke Walker. Yeah. I think I did like a necklace one oh. time. I had like yeah. a bracelet. Yeah, I'm a Poke Walker. And I actually, fan. actually, Bring it back. I actually think this is my favorite Pokemon game, Heart Cold Soul Silver. It's a good one. Yeah. It's um, a really it just good they one. just really like nailed everything about yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you had the Poke Walker. One of the whole big hooks was like, yeah, walk around, be active, and and like 
you can you grow, up, your, grow Pokemon your Pokemon while yeah. you're doing that, which was a great idea. So we came up with this idea of like, well, what if you did something where you had people go on a real life walk and get a feel for that and see the Pokewalker in action mm -hmm. and kind of reinforce these great selling points for the game. So we built out that idea and we decided like, yeah, we could probably do that. Um, we need to find a place that's not the Nintendo New York store. We ended up partnering up with the Toys R Us in Times Square. That's right. Is that also a military island? It's around there. It's right around obviously there. Obviously Toys R Us is no Toys R Us is gone. It's gone. Um, sadly. But yeah. they had a space outside of their store where they're like, yeah, we'll help you get this space and you can set up your thing and you can do it there. And I was like, wow, that's great. Toys R Us aligns really well mm -hmm. with the people who are gonna get this game. We have the space, perfect. And it's like a touristy area too. Oh so yeah. You would get like natural. Yeah, foot people traffic. would just be like, what's this? I want to see this. It's great right. visuals. Really cool. Everything visuals, you would want. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, so we start to you know get into the specifics, and we found this vendor. These vendors, I don't know how people found these people. Oh my gosh. So this guy yeah. could make these custom decals that he would like, not permanently. You can't permanently do this in Times Square, but he would affix them to the ground. Yeah. So like you couldn't like peel them up or kick them off. Like they were attached onto the ground. Yeah. And we would have like 12 of those on this walk that yeah. we would go through in it's, Times Square. He could choose footprints exactly. that they were making. And the whole idea was that you would like have like, you would follow the footprint right. with your Pokewalker and do a little right. walk around Times Square. And to, once like, you got to certain stops, the person would leading the demo would be like, all right, now we've taken, look at how many steps we've taken. Now let me show you this thing you can do on the Pokewalker. Right. It's like a little scavenger hunt thing. Exactly. It's so cute. And then at the end you would get some sort of a tchotchke. Yeah. Um, so a very fun idea, extremely like relatable to the games. Like everyone's like, great, that's a great idea, let's do this. Um, so we get to New York and um, I should say, early in my career at Nintendo, I had a reputation for being bad luck. You are bad luck. With weather. You are bad luck. At these sorts of I events. I think you might have kicked it recently because there, yeah. was, there was a huge stretch of time where every single event, not even that you led, that you attended, would have some sort of <laughs> catastrophic yeah. weather misfortune. Right. So you were barred. I, we, like, there were some times where I had an event like, you can't come. Fine. You like cannot life, come because my life you, is easier. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna like you're you're, you're gonna bring the rain or some sort of horrible weather. Great. Um, so as I'm traveling to New York, these reports start to you know you see like oh huge storm uh -huh. is coming through New York, rain, wind, the whole deal. Yeah, and it's like uh, you start to get oh, that pit in your stomach. Yeah, when you have like, like an outdoor event that you're right. planning that has has cost hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars, like right. you start to get a little nervous. And that was always. Like the talking point of the people who wanted to be like real, like high and mighty. Of like, hey, what is your rain contingency? What's, what's your rain plan? They always have a rain contingency. And a lot of these events, like, you kind of couldn't have a full on rain it's contingency. It's like some like real lame contingency, like, well, oh, we'll tent it. You know, something like that. Well, that's actually, we'll, that's we'll actually, that umbrellas. that's not a bad one, like having it, having a properly tented event, but we couldn't do that. So it was like, well, <laughs> You know, we'll do it in the store. The we'll take people on the tour in the store. We can't have these cool decals. We can't do it outside, but we'll do it somehow in the store. It's like, whatever, fun. But yeah, that was always the, like, what about this <coughs> line about that people would drop. What about the brain contingency? Yeah. Uh. It's always the brain contingency. <laughs> Shut up about the brain contingency. Oh, gosh. But in this case, yeah. Um, so, it, like, I get to New York. It's pouring rain, blasting rain. Oh, it's horrible. And at this point, I'm, like, refreshed. It's not even, like, a light drizzle. No. It is, like, torrential downpour. And the wind and everything. It's like, oh, this is miserable. Um, and I'm like refreshing, it, again, 
weather.com. That was where I had to go in 2010. <laughs> I was like refreshing weather.com like every five minutes. Like you what's happening now? You don't get like the nice like models that you do now. No. What's yeah. happening now? What's happening now? What's happening now? And, it, and it, it was basically saying like. For the entire weekend. Yeah. Through the whole weekend. Yeah. Like the time that they need to set this up. The time it's going to be happening. Absolutely awful rainstorms. So it's like, uh, we start talking again about this contingency, what we're going to do. Everybody's feeling really bad. And it's like, I don't know. Um, but as we get closer and closer and it becomes time for this vendor to do whatever he's going to do and iron these things on the ground or something, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know, but it probably doesn't, it can't do it in the pouring down rain. You started to hear like there might be a window, there might be an opening for this guy to get these things down. And once he gets them down, they're, they're good. So it's like, all right. But he's like, but the, but the window's happening, like, basically at midnight. It was the night like, before. yeah. It was literally, like, the middle of the night. Right. So, so it was like, all right, I'm going to be out there in Times Square. I'm going to do this. I'm going to give it my best shot. Uh, and we'll find out in the morning. If Did he, you go? If he was able to do it. No, I didn't go. Oh. What is I going to do? I don't know. Just supervise? <laughs> yeah, it's a good job, buddy. Hold that umbrella for a second? No. So, so what this guy ended up doing was he put himself in a tent. And he, like, moved the tent Step by step, uh -huh. as he was laying this thing down, because he had to like dry yeah, the ground, it's like, a, like a blow dryer. And again, whatever he did to stick this thing on the ground, he did it. Um, yeah, pay that guy extra. So who is he? I, <laughs> I don't know. That guy deserves. Th I this don't is, know. This how is can MVP. You, how can you make this a career? <laughs> Ironing stickers onto the concrete. I think people want to do. Want I don't this. know. Uh, so I woke up. It's like, yeah, he did it, and. Like, it, the rain didn't stop, but it was like a light drizzle. So it was like, this thing is on. We are doing this thing. I was like, yes, <laughs> we did it. Um, so we go to the thing, and, and like some people are like, oh, we got these gigantic golf umbrellas yeah. that are yellow. They match the Pikachu. We have the Pikachu costume. Like, put people in these, like, um, ponchos. yellow ponchos. So it all ended up working out really. The, the photos from that event is amazing. Yeah, because it's just people running around in ponchos. It's people like it's like kids like stomping in puddles with Pikachu. It's like this is perfect. This is what cute. we want. There's a great picture of me I found as I was doing research for really? this with a Pokewalker going like whoa. I'm making like a YouTube face back in 2010 <laughs> looking at this like you knew Pokewalker. <laughs> um, and the thing went great, uh, but that was like one of several like weather near misses that I had around these. It's not a near miss. It around was a, these ridiculous. It was a weather catastrophe. Well, it was. We, we almost had to through. cancel this event, basically. There was another P Pokemon event that had another weather catastrophe that I was there oh. for that we should talk about later. Yeah, it was another one of yours. I mean, there's, there's like a handful of these. Because you're bad luck. Whatever. Um, so again, happy ending, great game, great events, great picture of me. Bring back the Pokewalker um, is the PSA from the story yes, time. Yes, again, Bring again. it back. So that's why last week, again, when, when this like awful storm was passing through, I was like, we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. And it's March. That was March 14th, and it's put, what, March 20th today? So, you should yeah. have put Pikachu footprints around your house in the dark, in the middle of the night, <sighs> as a way to celebrate the yeah. storm that you brought to California. All right. So you should have done you have some interesting ideas about how, how it might be fun to be stuck in a house with no power. I thought maybe it's like romantic, you the, know? The romance of a candlelit night at home. Yeah. It's like, no, it's awful. Oh, sorry. I told you I, I could catch up on my whittling. You could like, yeah. read, the, read like the good book or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Could just kind of hang Knock out. out a couple chapters there, yeah. Yeah, just, you know, fiddle, go, play go, your fiddle. Go to bed at seven like the farmers did, I yeah, guess. Yeah, exactly. Milk that cow, you know? It was it's a solid, by, it's a solid day. By the lamplight. It's an honest day. It sure it's is. It's like pioneer life. Everybody loved that, didn't they? Um... <sighs> 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Oregon Trail confirmed. Dysentery? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we're moving on to our Never a Minute segment. Um, where we're going to talk about the games that need the Metroid Prime treatment, or recently, maybe the Resident Evil 4 treatment. Oh boy, yes. Um, so we have each chosen three. Yes, we have. And we have some great submissions from our Patreon subscribers. Yes. Um, what is the point to tell you that I actually have several more than three? Oh. Well, I needed some in case we choose the same game. Oh. But... I don't think we did. Oh, all right. I'll let you go first. Okay. Yeah. My first one is one of... What? Sorry. Before we before we jump in, I, I think we should agree on, like, what are the criteria for these games? Because it just can't be like, I like this game, they should remake it. I I think there are... Well, it needs to be a... And I'm going to interrupt you. Yes. I think it should be a game that can hold up to modern day... Yes. ...sensibilities. Absolutely. And be, like, still... Like, it should be a game... That people still talk about yeah. in the in 2023. Yes. Like it's like IP that they know about still, that's still popular. Yeah. Blah blah. Right. Blah. Right. Blah. Yada yada yeah. yada. Yeah. I think yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think it's a game that like felt ahead of its time when it came right. out. Like those like, like these two those games. Two do. games, yeah. Um I think it still is something that stands on its own mm-hmm. among like the best new releases of today. Right. Like these games are. And I think it's a game that you can remake without having to make a ton of changes. That's right. It's like, this, this was good then, it's still great Yeah, now. you do some like nice, you know, really good graphical upgrades. Right. Maybe you like do some, you know, quality of life, like yes. QOL yeah. stuff to yeah. make it like easier for a control, like what they did with Metroid. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. that, I think that is, yeah. you can't like say like this game, let's just totally change it, like right. redo the franchise. Like, I feel like that's not, Yeah. that's not the criteria. Right. Okay. okay. With that in mind, my first game is one of, I think this game was was underrated on this console when it came out. Oh, X-Men Legends. Oh, yeah. For the GameCube. Wow. This was like legit one of the best games on the GameCube. Besides Mario. Definitely one of the best multiplayer games. But this was on a lot of other systems. This This, was on everything. This is on everything. But I I personally played it on GameCube. And I remember it being... Very underrated, and it was one of those things where it's like, this game is such a good multiplayer game, and we have seen some really good like Marvel. Um, well, this is the series games. that became Marvel Ultimate Alliance. That's right. Yeah. It was like the sort of like the the first of that. But I feel like we need more X Men. Like we don't have enough yeah, X Men in our daily lives. Like, yeah. we have too much Marvel, not enough. We don't have any X Men movies. We don't. Um, we barely have, like, we have, like, some, like, you know, like, Logan, like, some of that stuff, yeah, but yeah. it's not, like, truly X-Men, and there's been some teases on the recent shows that we watched, um, like, the Marvel ones, that they tease X-Men a little bit, but yeah. we haven't seen, like, full-on X-Men yet, so bring it back! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that'd, that'd be a, awesome. That's Online a game, play, bring that's it, a, yeah. That's a game that I kept in my office at Nintendo. 
Yeah. Uh, for reasons I don't know, I just liked having I it like there. It. <laughs> no, that game is incredible. That game is so good. Of all you those, guys. Uh, they made a couple X Men Legend games and then all the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games. That's the best one. The first yeah, X Men Legends. The first X Men Legends was the best one. Yeah. Like Storm. Oh man, it's so good. Yeah, that's that. You do four player. You can do four. I mean, it's basically player. Diablo with X Men. Exactly. That's why great. I think that's why I liked it so much. Yeah. But yeah. like, yeah, the things you could do, you obviously upgrade the graphics, give you give you some better controls, make it online multiplayer. Um, yeah, there's like some easy things you can do to, and okay. it probably feels pretty modern already. Yeah, and I, I don't know if I would put that in the Metroid Prime or Resident Evil 4 echelon, but okay. What? It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I love that game, but. What? Um, all right, all right here we go. First from me. Mm. Uh, the original Metal Gear Solid. Oh, I thought about that. PlayStation 1. Yeah. Um, I feel like PlayStation N64 is really the sweet spot for this kind of game because it's like conceptually you are building a game that could work today but with the barest of tools right like metal gear solid it has an incredible story plays super well but like the look of it is, is ar it, archaic it's pretty it's, yeah it's very quaint by yeah. today's standards but it is like like his his hand is just like a block it's of like cheese a, it's like a stump yeah but the thing is is that like the ideas were all there they yes. were just held back by technology you right. know that's so, the thing like if if they could make like a current day visuals and just like make the controls feel appropriate for right. today like yeah. this would be so good like i'm one of these people who thinks the odd number metal gear ones are incredible mm. and the evid ones stink <laughs> i'm sorry 2 and 4 are Awful. But one and three are I worked great. on Metal Gear Solid 4. I can say that about that one. <laughs> Stinks. Uh, oh, but, no. but one, three, and five one, are three, five. Mm, chef's kiss. Um, this this would, like, this is absolutely game of the year material if they remade Metal Gear Solid 1. And I know, people, it. I know. Kojima would never do it. But people are going to say, oh, well, they, they already did this. They made Twin Snakes. That was a GameCube game made by uh, the great genius Dennis Dyack. Um, that was a GameCube game, so that itself is now retro. Right. Also, I didn't love that version. They, they took a few too many liberties mm. with that one. They took some you risks. Wanted, you want them to, like, keep the core pretty much intact yeah. and just modernize the graphics right. and the controls. Right. I don't think there's a don't lot. Don't do anything else. There's not a lot you need to fiddle with with that game. Yeah. It's, it's, it's extremely, extremely good still. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's my first pick. All right. My second pick is the original Luigi's Mansion. Oh, interesting. Because, again, I think that's one of those games where it feels a little bit ahead of its time. Yeah. And it feels like we don't get very many Luigi's Mansions games at all. Mm -hmm. Like, there's one every, like, what, five years or something like yeah. that. So why not, like, bring this one back, you know? And there's, again, minimal work that you have to do to it. Yeah. And I think it would still like feel great. And I think about like what Luigi's Mansion on Switch is like because we we've had one of those, um, and it was just so incredible. Like, why not like take this game that you already have and modernize it to to what it is now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, interesting pick. I saw I saw today is the ten year anniversary of uh, Dark Moon. Yeah, yeah, the one on three DS. Right, the three DS game that we game. played so much of. We did. Yeah. 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 That's what, that's the thing. Like we don't get very many of these games, right? For some reason. Well, now you're just you're just listing off GameCube games now. I think this is your strategy. It is because these two are GameCube. Like, hey, hey, the I GameCube love, was awesome. I love GameCube, <laughs> and I want them to modernize all of it. I was like tempted to say like 
Paper Mario and <laughs> yeah, like all those games. Like I was like, no, I can't do that. Um, That's not good. My next game, Twilight Princess. They did. They did a great remake of that that you can't play you can't unless you play have it. unless you have a Wii U. Um, my next game, I don't. Are you going to find the sacrilegious? Is, is some some people are going to find the sacrilegious? This is my this is my second favorite game ever. Oh, no. Super Mario sixty four. It's time. Oh, you think Super Mario sixty four? Yes. You didn't really love the the one that was in the anniversary pack that they like canceled after a while. Oh, the Super Mario 3D All-Stars? Yeah. So yeah, I, I replayed the full game uh, then. That's that's the most recent time that I'd played Me, through it. I played it for, I beat it for the first time then. Right, you played and beat it for the first time. Yeah. It was interesting to get your thoughts as a first-time player. Yeah. I did have some feelings in this most recent playthrough of like, mm, some parts of this game do feel a little dated. The camera the, is my, my biggest problem right. with that game. And and a lot of it's due. And I even know the. A lot of it's due to the controller. Like That's on on thinking, the N sixty four, the camera felt good, but we've come so far with cameras. Like yeah. it, it would be time to just give that a proper full swivel around with old Locky two there. Yeah. Um, because a lot of times it's like, oh, the camera, camera, you can't do this. You can, the camera You're won't like let you. You're like locked on one side. Come yeah. on. I feel like the, the N sixty four controller. And again, I never had an N sixty four, so I don't maybe have like the the core memory of using that controller, but it's just weird. And like, you see all these other games, like yeah. Mario 64 and then like Goldeneye, Goldeneye. recently. It's, it's so like, specialized. What's the deal with this controller? It was so specialized that it was yeah. perfect for those games. But if it you're, if you're trying to play it now, it's, it's very hard. Yeah. So remake it for, you know, a modern controller that's not the N64 mm. controller. Obviously, graphics, obviously give the graphics an overhaul. Every now and then you'll see people post like, I made, I made Do you Bob want... on Battlefield and Unreal Engine 5 or something. Oh boy. Do you want the, you want the polygon graphics still? Like the, you don't want to take away the look of Mario 64? Uh, you mean the real like blocky part? Yeah. No, no, no. You can, you can make it look modern. Oh, you want, oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like give it like the Mario Odyssey level of oh my fidelity. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Why? I don't know. I feel like well, that's I mean, so distinctive for that game. I mean, they could just put out an HD version of Mario's. Wait, we're just talking about Metal Gear Solid. You got a cheese for a hand. What's the difference? I don't know because I feel like that that game is more like supposed to be realistic. I'm not talking about like Chris Pratt Mario. I'm talking about like game game Mario. I know, but still, that would be so weird. Well, it's not your favorite, second favorite game of all time, so that's enough with the complaints. Oh, I'm not complaining. I'm just so shocked that yeah. you would say that because it yeah. is your second favorite game well, of all I, time. That game would still exist. I could still play that version, but if we're making a proper modern version oh, of Mario man. 64, then yeah, we gotta we gotta do some stuff. Yeah, and then the last thing I would do, I, I'll say like 99% of the controls in that game are still perfect. There's a couple things that I think they might want to just again make it feel as good as it can for 2023. Okay. Um, but again, like the bones of that game are still so incredible. Like the exploration and the- Right, Do, like finding all the stars all the and all the levels, the layout of the levels are still yeah. great. So you want that, but you the want movement the movement of Mario is I think still the like- movements. That That is what that game is about. It's like all the different ways that you can traverse these levels as mm -hmm. Mario, all the different okay. jumps that you can do, the little tricks. Would you um, want them to like add new levels? No, or? No, 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 no. Don't no, no, mess no. with the levels. No, this is the criteria that we talked about. Minimal changes, yeah to the actual way the game plays is minimal. Oh. Yeah, but we're modernizing it. I can't believe you said that. Why? I don't know, 
because I feel like you. you What's might the point have if you're not going to such a special place in your heart for you? Just re-release Mario 3D All Stars again. Mario 64. Yeah, but I would I would really like to play that too. Wow, yeah. I'm surprised. Okay. See, like I said, sacrilegious. A little sacrilegious. Yeah, I'm a little surprised. All right. Um, my last one is a little controversial and actually uh -oh. doesn't meet some of the criteria that I oh, myself no. has have uh, said that we should It's a shaky meet. list by you, but okay. Um, I, I put this game on the list because I actually have never played this game before, mm. but this game is such a, like, a darling for so many people and, like, I just hear so many people talk about it and I really love this developer and um, I'm just so curious about, like, this game that seems to be sort of like a bit of a, a departure from this person's normal type of game. Uh -huh. And it's Beautiful Joe. Oh. From our friend, wow. our dear yeah. friend, kamiya okay. of Platinum Games. Hmm. And I remember, you know, obviously we've worked with kamiya very closely yeah. on like Wonderful 101. Yeah. And, you know, he's of course most known for like the Bayonetta, the Bayonetta stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, like, I feel like whenever I talk to anybody who is like a fan of Platinum Game, they talk about this game, yeah. Beautiful Joe, a game that, have you played this game before? Yeah. Okay. Do you like it? I don't love it as much as a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. I would just love a modern version yeah. that's like beautifully remade. Um, and you know, you know how good those Bayonetta games look, like could they yeah. make it look like that, mm -hmm. you know, and I, don't, I just want to play it, <laughs> but I don't want to play this old version. Like, I, I don't think I would like the old version. I don't know. Mm. I think it'd be like too, like with, without being, without having experienced that version when it came out. I don't, I yeah. don't have that like nostalgia for it. So I would really just like to play a modern version of this game because everyone talks about it all the time and I have never played it before. Yeah. This is one of those games that I feel like is in rights purgatory because it's like, well, yeah. Capcom published it. And it was before Platinum existed. They had right. that studio called Clover where they were making those games. So I don't know. How they can ever publish it again. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, could they even just re-release it as it is somehow? Yeah. I, I don't know. Not. I, I mean, it sounds like a mess. It sounds like you have to renegotiate um, the whole contract for yeah. trying to publish. It's nice to want things it. though. So yeah, Beautiful Joe. Well, you just, again, going alphabetically on your list of GameCube games. No. You went from, I started with X, so. X-Men. <laughs> you, you jumbled it up to try and keep me on my toes. But yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I just, it, it's one of those things where it's like, I missed out on this yeah. game, but now it's too far gone. For, it like, is. It's too many years have gone. So for me to actually enjoy and play it and understand it the way that people, why people love it, like the only way for me to do that is if they remade this game. So I would love to have that opportunity to play it. Um, but maybe I won't ever. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if I still have Beautiful Joe or if I got rid of it. I feel like I still have it. That's, the, that's the lesson. Never get rid of anything. Just keep anything. That game is worth a lot of money. I know. That's what I'm saying. a lot of money Games now. related. Just hold on to everything. Never give anything away. Um, oh, boy. All right. My so I have four more actually. And I'll, I'll pick one to talk about in depth and then we'll blow through the other three. Because I still, wow. I still want to, I still want to mention those. Uh, and, and this is a game that, again, I think is not on everybody's radar, but is, mm -hmm. is, is a game that I still cape for, a game that, again, if they ever put this on uh, the PlayStation uh, Plus, I will immediately subscribe to play it. Oh, okay. This that is one of those like, old games I can't play that anymore. That is Bushido Blade. Oh, Bushido Blade. That's a good one. Uh, for people who don't know what Bushido Blade is, because there has not been a Bushido Blade game since the original PlayStation, one-on-one -on -one fighting game in a 3D environment so you can properly move around. Like a, like a really big 3D environment. Mm -hmm. Like you can run 
from like one end woods to, the, other. to yeah. the castle to the beach. But it's it's one on one fighting with weapons, and yeah. one hit kills. So if I connect with my sword in in just the right way, you're dead. But you can run around like crazy. Like you can block. You can parry. You can get hit in the arm, and 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 then have to fight one handed. You get hit in the legs, and you have to crawl around. Yeah. Like the tension in this game from like this match could be over in a split second is so high. Yeah. And it plays so well. There's all these different weapons that you can choose from. They all have these different strategic considerations. Um, a modern version of this would be so, 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 so cool. And I think could be like, could this, this could be an eSport somehow. I was like, going to say, like, this could be like, if you release This could be an now, Evo. It would be right. like that type of game. Right. And it could stand out because it's so different from like a Street Fighter or a Mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. But it's still like the core, it's a fighting game. And it's still strategic enough for you to like yes. practice to right. get good. Right. Like I, good. I really wonder like how this game would be received with everything, the communities we have now around fighting games. Right. Right. I would be really interested to see that. But again, Sony, please release this game. And Square Enix, please release this game any any possible way. This is a game. I do have this game. I'm just too lazy to dig it up and set up my, like, I guess I have to play it on my PS3. Oh, that's, that's annoying. A, that's a pain. Yeah. Uh, my last three, real fast, to uh -huh. go through. Okay. The uh, the entire Uncharted trilogy. Oh, I thought about that. On um, but the, the PS3. I was like, no, it's too soon for those games. I, it is a little too soon, but, too but soon. maybe in the next generation. I mean, they, they remade The Last of Us like two times already. Who cares? <laughs> but this, <laughs> the Uncharted games are the blueprint for the modern Sony first-party games. That's true. That's where it's true. like walk and talk, these great big stories, this great yeah, voice these, acting, these big these, overarching stories. Right, these very cinematic yes. experiences. This is the game. I thought about that, and I thought about the Assassin's Creed series, but I was like, no, it's too soon, too right, soon. Right, right. The fourth one, they don't need to do yet, but the first three that were on PS3... Those are pretty good. You just, just keep the same voice acting. You don't yeah. need to do any of that. That's iconic. Keep all of that. You don't really need to do anything. Just, just modern... Just the modern graphics. Life. Yes, That's just it. modern. Life. Even like, the controller. Whatever they did to The Last of Us, which I, I didn't play, so I don't know, but just do that. I don't know, I don't know what you did, a, but just do that again. And then make it into a hit HBO series for well, Prestige TV. They did, have, they did have Tom Holland and Marky Mark, but I guess it didn't work out. Well, Marky Mark movie. got so old that he had to play the other character because they delayed that movie so many uh, times. So awkward. Next. Uh, Ninja Gaiden from 2004 on the original oh, Xbox. Oh, Ninja Gaiden. This, is one, this was one of the first games where it's like, hey, this game's hard, and that was the whole like calling card for it. Right. Was, it was being hard. But, but back then... That was still like kind of a weird thing for a lot of people, right, but right. now with all the Souls games and Elden Ring, mm -hmm. like I feel like this could have a totally new audience. Um, this was like Team Ninja, like after they were like, yeah, we can do more than jiggle physics. We're going to make this like awesome Ninja Gaiden game, and this game was great. After that, they they made a couple more after that that were not as good, but this is the one. If if Koei Tecmo wants to re-release this and 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 like, I'm not a huge Ninja Gaiden fan. That's fine. And again, there's only one really good game, so yeah. it's fine. Even that one really They good did do a re-release of it, Ninja Gaiden Black, but again, that at this point is also retro. Finally, my final one is a game that you you hear rumored that this might actually be happening. So that's what? why I have it at the bottom of my list. Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, I hear that all the time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. Everyone's always yeah. talking about Final Fantasy Tactics. It's not gonna happen. No, but that's rumored that this is like happening, this sort of remake. Oh, um boy. this was like this introduced, like, so many people to, like, a, a strategy RPG. This is basically, like, yeah. Everyone's like, this is better than Fire Emblem. 
Right, right. And it's like people, some people have other ones like, oh, Tactics Ogre was better. It's like, yeah, but this is Final Fantasy, yeah. so it's going to reach yeah, a much bigger audience. Universe. This was my first introduction to strategy RPGs. Mm. I was like, wow, there's a lot of neat stuff in here. Yeah. Um, and I think it still is very, you know, would still feel very fresh if they put it out today and would be entirely new to a new generation of people. That's true. I mean, yeah. I think that game is incredibly popular, so they, it would do super, super well yeah. if they did release it. With our luck, they'll release it on mobile. And oh, oh, man. Just <laughs> add it to the oh, list of things that they release on mobile for some me, reason and not anywhere else. That. That's literally what's going to happen. With uh, you know it is. Uh, we All have right. one, two, three, four, five great submissions from our Patreon subscribers. This first one, I can't believe neither of us said. Flapjacks626 says, I've been killing for a remastered Smash Brothers Melee for oh, ages okay. now. The OG roster and original movement mechanics and the Smash Ultimate graphics in HD would be just the best. It would also do wonders for the competitive community around the game. It's annoying to have to pull out an old CRT TV to resort to emulation to play it. Let's talk about this. Melee. Mm -hmm. Melee HD, basically. Yeah. Um, on one hand, makes a lot of sense. Right. On the other hand, it's never going to happen. It's absolutely 100% yeah. never going to happen. But yeah, I mean, Melee is one of those things when we were at Nintendo, it was sort of this like like thing that whenever someone brings it up, it was like a, a point of... It's a Mother 3 level it, game. Exactly. Where it, it, like, ugh, you it kind of tense up. Tense up, yeah. yeah. And there's so many like negative things from a Nintendo perspective yeah. around Melee that it's just like... Yeah, now it has like the black market emulation around right. it and this all, all this other stuff that Nintendo does not like. I think one of the reasons, so, one of the reasons not side. to do this game is how annoying the community would be around it. Oh if God. you change even one minuscule detail about this game, it'll yeah. be like, oh, this game's not viable. Because back it, to the emulation. It, yeah, back, yeah, <laughs> back, to, back the to the emulation. CRTs, back to back lugging to my CRT around. Like there is absolutely, it has to be pixel perfect, like count, count, the, count frames the frames by hand. Yeah. You can't do it. Yeah, there's no way you can satisfy the the zealousness of that community. Yeah. And I think Nintendo totally knows Yeah, it'd be that. like, oh, this is the end of Melee is here because Nintendo put out Melee HD and it's not like 2,000% accurate to the original. Right, right, So it's like right. from their standpoint, it's like we have no incentive to actually do this. Right. It's only going to cause like more, yes. you know, more headaches. Yeah, I know this is, even reading this comment, my heart like twinged because I still have residual trauma. Yeah. From the perception of Melee inside Nintendo and dealing with that was truly yeah. a nightmare. So if you can't satisfy that th fan base, that, th the Melee fan base, then there's no point in right. doing the project. So just, they got sweep the, got to do the sweep it on the, under the rug yeah. tactic. Because you don't talk about Melee, you let them do their thing and you just move on. Because for everybody else, Smash Ultimate is great. Right. And they don't have this affinity and they don't want to lug around a CRT. Yeah, um, yeah. So exactly. they don't need it. And then there's also like, so Sakurai's in like a weird place where he's like taking a break. Right. He's posting cat videos on YouTube. But, so let's like, <laughs> let's say Nintendo did want to make Melee HD. He would want to be so up in that. And he, like, it, would, to the it, would, it would drive him, I think he, I, I don't think he's going to make it. Like, Honestly. It's not an original game, but you know he would want to approach it yeah. with the same aggression he and would. And he has that, like, such a perfection mind. And right. that 
his level of aggression, perfection, passion, coupled yes. with the melee communities, like exact same. <laughs> it's a recipe for list. disaster. That is like the yeah. most. I think the most toxic yeah. relationship you could get into. Right. And I, I think that he would honestly like for his health. He would not. Yeah. He would not make it, and that right. would be devastating. But but if Nintendo was like, yeah, you know, we'll just let this uh, this other studio do it, he'd be like, no. He would absolutely I, say no. I, I will not allow you to do that. I will personally oversee this. Yeah. We, will, we will get the ultimate team back. Yeah, let's, let's bring them back together. Bring them back, and we will do this. But then he would have his arm twisted and, every step of the way, and it would yeah. be detrimental. It's a worst case scenario. Yeah, please don't. Yeah. Please don't. Also I, don't, for his health and well-being, please do not. I also don't know, like, there's probably some sort of a contractual nightmare around this, even though a lot of I'm those characters sure. continue on. Right. It's just like... That whole thing, like, it's kind of yeah. like what contract was signed back right. in the day. Like, it's hard to right. needle do you need, through Do you need that? to yeah. go back? Like, mm -hmm. some new rights holder for something or some, or some, some song or it's something? It's got to be music. It's always the freaking music. Uh, <laughs> it's always the music. So for a million different reasons, yeah. this oh my gosh, uh, I can't talk about this anymore. can and should never happen. It's literally giving me like heart palpitations just thinking about it. Okay. Israel Izzy. I'd love to see a re-release of Kid Icarus Uprising oh. on Switch, another Sakurai game. I think it could still be a very solid yeah. experience if they adapted the controls from touchscreen aiming to a more traditional thumbstick aim control scheme. I agree here. I think now the complete opposite would happen if we released, uh, if, if Nintendo released Kid Icarus Uprising. Like, I think this would be such a passion project yeah. for Sakurai, and he would actually love this, because I think he, and we talked about this in a previous podcast, like, it was very clear when we were working on this game, like, he definitely approached it with the same level of, like, Sakurai perfection and passion, but it felt different than a Smash game. Like, it really felt like he welcomed, like, this reprieve from working on, like, all the different challenges of a Smash game, and, like, he felt like more creatively free working on this game. So I think he would actually really enjoy making, um, remaking Kid, Kid Icarus. This game deserves a second life. This game, I mean, we loved this game. You'd be hard pressed to find somebody who didn't feel like they were fighting the controls yeah, in this game. Exactly, and the, the hand cramp with the just crazy- the claw. The claw hand, the stylus. It came with a stand the is all you, all you need to know. Yeah, this game stand. came with a stand. Um, the, yeah. there, there, I can see like the, the counter argument of like, yeah, well the game is about really those really fast spins and aiming and stuff. And you would need to think of some way to do that. But mm -hmm. it's like, we got to find a compromise Yeah, because this game could really like, could do, like button combos. I'm sure that. there are a lot of people that were yeah. just like, no, I'm not playing this game that way on a handheld. I'm just not. Yeah. And if you put it out on the switch or whatever future system, that could be a huge, huge, huge hit. Yeah, it yeah. would be such a huge. It's so perfect. So hopefully, hopefully, people are thinking about that. Oh my gosh! Like the, that, if he came out of YouTube retirement <laughs> to remake Kid Icarus for the next yeah. Switch, that would be the all-time like bow down moment to Sakurai. Like that is so awesome. Yeah. If that was what he came out of out of retirement to do, and not another Switch right. game, I would like be maximum respect. For Sakurai, if he did that. Yeah. Amazing. Elite Peach is next. I would love an HD 2D remake of Chrono Trigger. Oh, I can only imagine one. how great it would look in that art style, and hopefully it could have a fully yeah. orchestrated soundtrack as well. Gameplay-wise, they might be able to adjust some of the tech attacks so players wouldn't just pick the same ones over and over and over. So SNES, you're like pre- 
you know, polygonal 3D games, yeah. I feel are hard for this criteria because there's just a certain amount of people that don't like that art style and don't feel like that art style is modern. Well, let me give you an example. So when we were working on the Donkey Kong Country Returns and, and Tropical Freeze, yeah. when we would show that those games to media, like there were some people who would like play the game and be like, I love this, this is incredible. And then they would look to me like, so this isn't a full price game, is it? Right. It's like just because it's 2D, like the it implication is that it's like, like a smaller project, it's less impactful, it's yeah. not going to hold up against like the big, you know, modern releases. Mm -hmm. So for a lot of Super Nintendo games or, or older, it's hard for them to like justify the have the same impact right. of Metroid Prime, Resident Evil, because because yeah. some people just look at them as like retro or old, especially or, or that small. that style, that pixel style. Right. Where I mean, even if it is HD two D, like that's very popular now for these JRPGs, um, and I think when you make one, it's interesting to bring that up because when you Look at a modern, like a, a HD 2D um, game that's released like in the last year or so. It almost feels like people market it or like talk about it as like a retro game too. It's yeah. like, oh, like scratcher, you know, JRPG nostalgia itch with this, with like Live Alive or something like that, you know? Yeah. So it's like when you try to go the other way and, and remake it to make it feel modern and big, it like, it's really hard. To do that. Yeah. So I wonder if that's possible yeah. in people's minds, you know? I, I do think this is the game that could buck that trend, though, because it's so beloved. Oh, such a great game. Um, there is no current way of playing this game. Right. Um, unless Square has one of their great versions on a phone. <laughs> uh, and that's tragic. Like, and, and again, this is another one where there's like rights, night, nightmare situations mm. for... All the stuff, but yeah. they, they need to find a way to keep this in in the, the public. You know, people need to be able to play this game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's constantly, like, cited as, like, one of the most yeah. important games in history. Like, it, you know, it's one of those, like, historically significant things. But I feel like as time goes by, people don't think about it as much, you know? Right, because they can't play it. Right. Uh, Motomania... I'm surprised this wasn't on your list. Eternal Darkness from the GameCube. The oh story, gosh, art direction, genuinely scary. creepy atmosphere, and the unique gameplay hold up well. It was nice to revisit the shorter, tight-paced game in an age of padding and bloat, plus it can find a much larger audience today than the small GameCube base when it launched. Have you played this game? I have not because I'm scared of it. I played this game because when it came out, like this game got crazy reviews. I remember that, like, but I was It, it was getting scared. tens, so I, I was like, this isn't normally the game, like this... I don't know, this game, for some reason, wasn't looking super great to me, but I got it. I wouldn't say it's a 10. I would have given it well, maybe Was it because a, a you don't seven. like scary games? No, actually. I, th I just thought the gameplay was very straightforward. Okay. And a lot of it was around these, like, insanity effects where it would pretend, like, oh, your controller got disconnected or you're, you're, you got a bug or something and the screen froze. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know. It's, it's not at the top of my list. Does it feel but gimmicky? Is that why? It felt a little gimmicky in ways. Um, but I can understand why it has a passionate fan base. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. And finally, I uh, hope I pronounced this right. Vesvis? Vesvis? Yeah. 
Uh, there's a lot of answers I could give that have already been mentioned, but I have to listen to my greedy little heart and say a remake of uh, Final Fantasy X. Okay. The CG in that game is still outstanding to this day, and I know they did a remaster in 2016, but if you gave the whole game the Final Fantasy VII remake treatment, I would just melt into a puddle on the floor. It's really interesting because there is something special about the Final, Pan Final Fantasy VII remake um, treatment, because it does, like take more liberty than I think well that's that that's above and beyond what we were talking that's about that's what that's what I'm saying right like it it yeah that's like that to me feels like that's almost like a whole a new, whole new game yeah you're changing the story you're right changing like all sorts of things um so yeah I I think that's like maybe like a few ticks above what we're saying what Metroid Prime does and what Resident sure. Evil 4 but does even, even just like if you think about like that level of presentation though yeah it does I do think 10 is after 7, the next one chronologically that most people have the most passion for. That's true. So I do wonder, like, as we go later and later and, you know, the new generation mm -hmm. that came up with 10, like, that that's their thing that they rally around. Like, Square probably has a good reason to do this. They probably will, honestly. Yeah. I think out of all the games that we talked about, this is probably the most likely. And after one, these remakes, like, what else can you do with 7? They've done it all. I know. They've really it done it all. Put it on a phone. Um, okay. <laughs> <Put> <laughs> the on final phone. act. Put it on the phone. <laughs> I think it's already there. Um, so yeah, I, I could see this again. Maybe we're a generation away from the peak desire for this. Yeah. But yeah, yeah we I need think, to wait a little longer. I think this is a good candidate. Yeah. To revisit. I think when they remake this one is when they will remake Uncharted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you need like you need like eight more years. Eight to ten more years. PlayStation Six is going to be hot. Hot stuff. Hot stuff. <laughs> PlayStation 6 Mini yeah. on your phone. It's going to be so cool. <laughs> you can play all these games. It's great. Just uh, then plant it into your brain yeah. as a chip. So this um, was a very... I like this uh, thought exercise. Me this too. Was, this was very fun. This was really fun. I would love to hear um, like what other people think should be given yeah. this treatment. Like, Tell us in the comments. Um, there's just so much opportunity now, I think, that this is a kind of proven formula. This is, this is a drum that I've been beating for a while. It's like, if you have a game that is great, that everybody loves, that holds up, just remake it every generation or just make sure it is available. Because it's always going to be a new audience that right. you're going to be able to capture with right. it. And so, your, your original audience would be more than happy to play it again. Right. Yeah. So, so there is some like groaning about like, oh, they've released The Last of Us twice already. Mm -hmm. That one, the, 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 the timing between those were pretty... Sure. Well, they had a TV show to, to line market. Up with, but sure, 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 sure. It's sure. like if if I was okay. if The Last of Us was my favorite game, like I would love that. You'd be sitting pretty. It's now. like I'm, I'm already playing this game yearly, so now I can play it and and get this fresh new experience out of it. Right. Perfect. And you get to see the cool TV show. Right. So if you have like again, like we, we talked about last week, this sort of entertainment angle synergy. Oh, synergy! Yeah. I hate that word. Um, or like, you know, a lot of gaming companies are taking more of that entertainment approach, right? Yeah, yeah. Nintendo included. So like if there is something you're doing around like a movie or a game or whatever, like, wow, wouldn't it be cool if they made, remade <laughs> Super Mario yeah. 64 as a way to promote the Mario movie? Sure. How fun would that be? Especially yeah. because, you know, there are so many Super Mario 64 references in like a place like Super Nintendo World. Yeah, and I'm sure yeah. the movie's going to be... Loaded with those kinds of references too, so that would be that would be some synergy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that would be some synergy. That would be some synergy, people. <laughs> well, isn't that just some synergy? <laughs> um, we are moving on now. 
to the games that we're playing. It's pretty, yes. kind of a big list this week. Again, a, not, a lot of games that we've been... We've been, you've been still in your dabble. Well, next week, next week we're going to have Resident Evil 4, Big Impressions. We're day one on that. So the dabbling was going to stop. The dabbling is stopping starting very soon. But Uh, but I'm doing good in wrapping up the stuff I was uh, dabbling with. You have definitely, you had a goal in mind for some of your stuff and you met your goals, which is great. Uh, Well, let's start with you. We can start with your little weekly Hogwarts Legacy Minute here. I don't know if people are tired of this yet, but yeah, I'm I'm working my way through the story mode of that game. Big story things have happened to me. Me. Um, it's really interesting the the story, sort of how they are connecting the story with like you as a daily your daily life as a student at the school. Mm. I was wondering how they would do that because that's kind of a lot of that universe is like you are a a, a student of a wizard school and you gotta go class you gotta take like lessons and like. Yeah how to use your magic and how to hone your magic. So I was really curious about how they were going to connect that with like your student life. Cause there's not a lot of games that do that and do that well. And I found it to be like really well integrated. Like they, they do some gating where like you cannot advance the main quest until you've taken certain classes uh-huh. and gotten certain spells. And then you kind of know it's almost like a Zelda formula where it's like, Okay, I I'm, I just got this new skill and I'm about to go in a dungeon. I see. Obviously, I'm gonna ha- probably have to use this spell in this dungeon. So you kind of in your in your head, you're like, I understand why I went to those classes and and learned this thing because now I got to do this big story main quest, advance the story dungeon to use these new spells. So that's been really cool. Like it does it does feel like a very integrated world. I'm really shocked at just like how many side quests and you know just bits of the the world to explore outside of being in the castle, being in school. Like you obviously go to the village, but there's all these other little hamlets that you can travel to to explore. Um, all these really cool side quests that you kind of stumble into. Kind of it has an Elden Ring quality to it you like running around and all of a sudden there's a huge troll under a bridge that you might have to that you encounter um so really cool like exploration discovery which has been really cool and then like of course they always like sprinkle in a little like fan you know fan service like this this one was like oh you finally get to ride the that like hippogriff which is like a um almost like a a huge Griffin. It's a griffin, right? It's a huge, yeah, like a huge eagle griffin, mm. I guess. Um, and you do a big quest, like rescuing this thing from poachers, and and then you have this like really cool cutscene of like riding this into like the sunrise, yeah. and now it's like a mount that you can get, you can ride whenever. Nice. Um, so yeah, really cool. I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna try to wrap it up as soon as I can, so I can start Resident Evil Four. But um, are you? I mean, are you actually close? How long to beat? 50% through. Oh, you're not going to beat it in time. Well, I might be a little late to resonate. All now. right. That's fine. But I'm going to, yeah, I think I think I can get through it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you also played a new game that we got some codes for, thank you, uh, called Storyteller. Yeah. What is this? I haven't been playing it. This game is so cool. So I did see it, um, I think, in one of the indie showcases, and I was oh, really, like, okay. piqued my interest. Yeah. But that it's kind of like a puzzle game. It's from Annapurna, which I love yeah. them, and all their games are great. Um, but... Basically, the idea is you have these like uh, prompts 
and you have a couple different scenes and a couple different characters and sort of a blank page, almost like a, a comic book page, but with like these blank squares. And the idea is that you would have to like set up a scene with characters to, um, to result in that prompt. So some of the prompts are like really straightforward, like Eve dies of heartbreak. So you have to like set it up so, you know, she falls in love with somebody and then something happens to that person that she fell in love with and then she, she dies of a broken heart. So it's like kind of straightforward, but then they get kind of zany. It's like everybody rejects Edgar. So like you have to set it up so like, you know, he tries to like hit on all these people and they all reject him or somehow like, you know, work it out so that the story um, like results in that prompt. And there's all these different ones and some of them are very sort of like more like classic fairy tales. I'm doing this whole stretch where it's clearly a playoff of Snow White. So you have like, you know, a dwarf, um, you have a character that looks like Snow White, you have a character that has a magic mirror. So you have these sort of classic fairy tale um, characters and settings, but the, the stories, you're, you're kind of creating those stories. Is um, there more than one solution? For each of these? I think so. I think there's ways that you can do it. That's like, good. Where as long as you satisfy that prompt, right, right. You, can, you can fiddle with it however way you want. Okay. And sometimes they give you even like a secondary thing. It's like so-and-so dies of heartbreak, but nobody, get, nobody can die. Like one of the, that, that's an easy way to get, die of heartbreak is like yeah. you kill off their lover and then of course they are sad, right? Right. But so you have to like figure out like a, even like an alternative way to do it with a limitation. Right. So very clever. Um, I love any sort of like fairy tale storybook kind of game. And this is definitely that. The little like art style is super cute. It's a cool idea. Feels very much like you're flipping through a a fairy tale book. And the music is fun too. They they do a lot of like um, classical music. So there's like, um, you know, Swan Lake and Romeo and Juliet and some of those classic like Tchaikovsky um, symphonies and stuff like that as like the backing for hmm. for the game. So really, really fun uh, so far. I'm stuck on one puzzle right now, so we'll see how far I can. Oh get. no! Yeah, I'm a little. I'm a little stuck. Mm. <laughs> yeah, as long as there's more than one solution, I feel like that would be a key for me. Yeah. If you think like, gosh, to me this is making sense of how you would get to that solution, but if the game doesn't think so, then that could be a bummer. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, it's it's good. You should you should definitely try it. Yeah, and I'm sure with this, you know, GDC week here, we'll probably hear about a lot more cool indie, indie games. games. Yeah. Um, so one of the games I've been dabbling with, which is also an indie, is uh, and I, I briefly mentioned this last week. Anno Mutationum. Very interesting name. Strangest name I could imagine. So there is another series called Anno, which is like it's like Anno 1700. It's like you know. Exploration in the new world. You're on like a boat. It's like year, blah, blah, blah. You're like settling some new world or something. So Mm -hmm. when I first heard the name, I was like, is that what this is? That one of these two words go together. Uh, This is actually a a game that I saw on one of uh, Beat-em-up's eShop recommendation videos. So thanks to him for that. Um, It's a hard one to describe. One of the best descriptions that I saw from somebody else, I didn't come up with this, is cyberpunk meets 2D near automata combat. So it's set in a cyberpunk world. Um, You play this girl, there's some fishy stuff going on, like her brother's vanished. There's this like strange disease where people like turn to metal because they've got these like robo implants. Um, And you're trying to figure that out. 
Um, so it's there's two kind of distinct phases of this game. There's the exploration, which you can move fully in, in whatever direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the areas that you explore are pretty detailed. Okay. And there's, there's a lot of them. Like 3D? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The game has this really interesting look that's very, like, it's kind of lo-fi looking. Yeah. But... I saw some trailers for it. Still has a lot of detail to it. Um, a lot of good animation. Um, but these these environments are, like, really full of, like, people and things to see. So they feel like there's, like, a lot happening here. Right. Um, and you can go from there and, and do stuff and you're sort of like solving mysteries. But then you get into combat, which is 2D exclusively. Oh, so so okay. you, you lose the plane of being able to move, you know, front to back. And it's mostly melee based, but you do get like a gun as well with limited mm. ammo. So okay. I have like a light sword, a heavy sword, and a gun are the three weapons. But it's not that turn based. No, it? it's it's okay. it's Full, it's on, full action. on action, right? Okay, and it's got a lot of like the typical action moves you would expect. Like there's like a launcher, and you can knock people up and then hit them in the air, okay. that kind of thing. But it feels good, and there's a lot of variety to it. There's like a pretty deep skill tree where you can customize like how you want to do it. Um, I've gotten to a point where there's crafting. Um, so this is this is one of those games where it's like yeah, it's got all the components you would want out of a game like this, but it all clicks together really well. Yeah. Um, so I like it a lot. I, I definitely recommend it. This is one of those games. It's crazy how on the eShop, I'm playing this on Switch. I think it's on everything else. Like there's just these really good games that you would never, never hear, hear of. Never hear about. I've never unless, ever heard of this game. Unless somebody gave you a recommendation or you watched a video like when specifically. When did it come out? I think it's like a year or two old. Oh, wow. So it's not new. It's just been on my radar since I saw that video. I'm like, gosh, when I have a, a free moment, I want to mm-hmm. play that. Um, there is a lot to kind of dig through on that eShop though and so a lot of gems that you just don't it's concerning though that like these are like legit good games that you have no clue exist I know. and i don't know how they solve that problem yeah but this game i think it's about 10 ish hours so i feel like i might be able to beat it oh this week wow because, I, because i'm already a, you know a decent number of hours into it well that's uh, good before resident evil comes out so that's cool uh the other game i've been dabbling with oh boy this one you thought i was joking i thought you were joking Didn't i thought you? it was like some sort of like, I don't know. I don't know what I, I was had thinking. the physical copy. Yeah, and I was like, why did you get a physical copy of this game? It was much cheaper. Monster Jam Steel Titans 2. Uh-huh. So <clears throat> I didn't I didn't know this going into it. Monster Jam is now like the modern day monster truck, truck rally. association. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So again, when we were coming up, Bigfoot was the like iconic monster truck and you know run over cars and stuff. Did you ever? I never went to one of those. I events. really want to go. I've never gone, well, and I would might, love we, to go. We might be going now because I've get, been getting pretty deep into this into game. into monster truck. So okay. I had I had a singular focus with this game. It was like I want to drive the megalodon shark monster truck. Okay. Again, I told the story of how I saw this thing, and I just became immediately obsessed. Like just yeah. the look of this shark car is like it is pretty cool. I was like I just want to like look at this thing because it's so cool. I want to look at in person because it exists in real It is life. real. Can you sit in the shark? Can you drive it for reals? Is there? Uh, I don't know if they want you to do that because probably they let you sit in it at least for a photo. Maybe, they or might something? do that. Yeah. So maybe, you, maybe cool. you and I have a monster truck rally in our future. Again, <gasps> I would love hashtag, that. Hashtag Monster Jam ambassadors. We're open to this. Can you um, sponsor us? Yeah, something that's been surprising to me though is like 
there's a lot of other cars in this game that are all kind of equally cool depending on what you're you're like into you're into yeah like there's a whole category of one that are there's based like on animals right there's a triceratops that's cool See, I, like I was using a lobster car that was called crush station <laughs> which is a good pun not to be confused with sean crustacean no they have a whole category of cars based on different types of dogs i'm like this is strange there's one called the zombie that's got like little like the like human-like looking arms coming out of it nice. that just kind of like dangle out. Um, do, do the all the cars exist in real life? These are all real. That's so cool. I know. They, and they're all like really detailed See, looking. So, I'm into the idea of going to this in real life. No wonder Bigfoot is is uh, not a thing anymore because they know, came up with seems, way cooler. That seems so tame right, now compared right. to the ones that they have now. Right. So, the, oh man, we missed out. But this game is like pretty fun to play. Like I didn't know going into this, I was like, this game could be awful. Just like yeah. licensed drivel. Right. Right. But it could no. be shovelware, but it wasn't. Right. No. And and this has been like such a good reminder for me to like go outside of just the games that get nines out of ten or like the hot new thing that people exactly. are playing. Of like if like, something you have some particular interest. Right. It's like watching a B movie. Like it's fun. It's mindless. Yeah. Fun, I mean it's know? not it's not the greatest game ever, but it's also not trash and I'm having fun playing it. So right. There's kind of, again, to this, there's two distinct like things that you do in this game. So in one, you're in these pretty big open worlds and you explore those. Um, there's like secrets for you to find. And it, it, it's mostly just like a free drive kind of thing where mm -hmm. it, like it's made for you to like do crazy jumps and stuff. There's, yeah. like, there's like ramps or mountains that you can jump off it's of. It's like bike. And the, I mean, the physics are realistic, but you can also just like like fall right off like a 200 foot cliff and, and be okay and as long as you land on the wheels you'll be perfectly fine oh. um but then to to actually like advance and unlock more of these open areas you have to do like the actual like rally events where you're like in a stadium mm -hmm. and some some of those there's probably like a half dozen ish of those that you do like some of them are just like straight up races others are like like destruction derbies, those are cool because you are porta potties. You are blowing through porta potties, <laughs> and I haven't told you this yet. Also, oh, oh, old oh. school outhouses, like the wooden things with the little with the little moon, moon cutout. Why is it a moon cutout? We're not getting into that. I don't. Know. I don't know. I also don't know. Is it because you use it at night? When you blow you through it. those balloons, shoot out everywhere. It's better than something else shooting out everywhere. <laughs> but it's like it's fun because it's like they they've just laid out all this stuff, and you're just. <laughs> And it's like you get a multiplier. It's not a good noise to make Sorry. when you're running over porta potties. You get a multiplier based on like how many you're actively hitting. So it's like you get a high score, and it's like you're trying to get the highest score. Oh to my win that. lord! It's like that's fun. There's others where you try and do like tricks. Um, so it's 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 fun to play, and like it does have some interesting mechanics that you don't find in other like car based games. Mm -hmm. So something I didn't know about monster trucks. Normally in a car, you turn the front wheels turn. You actually control the front and the back independently. Oh. So turning with on turning the front well, that's, that's gonna be hard to do. is on the left stick and turning the right turning the, the, the back is on the right stick. Oh weird. Normally Is that for real in a monster truck? It Do must you be drive like that. It must monster? be. Okay, I don't yeah. want to drive. There, there is a first person mode where you can see in the truck uh -huh. and you can kind of see when you're doing that like weird the like arm controls. the arms doing like all sorts of crazy How do you controls. get into that, that career hard. field, um, driving a monster truck? But that does introduce like a, a good amount of depth for some of like the races because it's like, oh, I need to nail this hairpin turn and like, well, this is where I really need to, to double steer to kick into it. And it's also- With your back and front wheels. Yeah, it's also yeah, okay. a different kind of vehicle because it's very top heavy right. and you, you need to be careful not to roll over. Do like, you roll a lot? 
if you if you just go like full speed into some turn, like you're gonna roll over. Oh. So you need to go fast enough to, to do like, what you do need to thing. do. But you a lot of the time, if you go full throttle, like you're gonna mess yourself up. Oh, so hard. it is a different type of racing that's been fun to learn about. And you know, anything where you're just like like drifting around in the mud or doing crazy stuff and mm-hmm. like dirt. Satisfying. It's like, that's cool. Satisfying. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm ha- I'm happy to say I did unlock the shark car. <laughs> So when, once I got that game, I was like, how do I actually get this thing? Because I didn't see it in the initial list. And, and I found it's like, oh, it's actually a pretty deep unlock. How long did it take you to unlock this And I was car? like, oh, boy. I don't I don't want to devote my life to getting this shark card, but I also really want it. And then what happened? Um, I did some research, and I found there's a number of ways to get it. Uh-huh. So I chose the easiest way, okay. and I just did it. How long did it take you? It wasn't like crazy. It was maybe like five hours or so to bad. get it. Yeah. Now you have it. What are you going to do now? And now, now I've like played, I'm almost done with like all the, I've unlocked, almost unlocked all the areas. So I'll probably just quote, finish Monster Jam. I can't believe Can you finish it? Are you going to put it on your list of games you finished this year? Well, it didn't come out this year. Oh, so true. it doesn't qualify. doesn't qualify. There are rumors of a Monster Jam 3. Maybe that will come um, out this year. Maybe, maybe your progress will carry just, over. Just make a Megalodon game. Forget all these others. Just make no, it. the other cars don't sound cool. <laughs> Well, you need to pick your favorite if we're going to go to a monster truck rally. Okay, so maybe I'm going to give this to you give next. Me the, give me the game after you're done with second play. <laughs> we're just we're just a monster truck channel now. Forget these video games. <laughs> yeah. We don't know how to r- drive one in real life. I'm a terrible driver, so oh. running over stuff is perfect Yikes. for me. Uh, the last thing we both pl- we both played this a little bit is the yeah. Exo Primal Beta. Yes. Um, we actually got invited to like an early access so thing cool. for this. Thank you, Capcom. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, so I didn't have power the days you it was had, running. You had some problems. <laughs> so I had to join the public beta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Um, so this is like a team-based multiplayer mm-hmm. game that is mostly cooperative. Right. Until it isn't. <laughs> until you <laughs> that's, start to mess each other right. up. So the concept of this game is like, a portal to another dimension has been unlocked and, <laughs> yeah. and like dinosaurs just dump Dumping out, out, out of the, the sky. Yeah. So you're like the extermination squad. There's like, I think were there five people? I think so. Five yeah. people on a team, and you just have to wipe out these dinosaurs as they come at you like in waves. It's like horde management. It feels like a horde mode right. type of game. But there's a lot of different classes that you can choose from. Right, like, right. It's got like a Capcom level of depth. Yeah. Kind of like the a gameplay. monster hunter. Yes. Style. Yeah, you got like yes. tanks, you got support, you got like snipers, like there's a yeah. lot of different classes. I'm good at the support. Oh, I'm yeah. always a support character. I cannot do like the... the yeah. yeah. I, I chose the to. very like all around you would. one because I was like, I just... I don't know what I'm I, doing. I need to learn the basics. I, that's, yeah. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, so right. I'll just stand back here. <laughs> well, it's a beta. Nobody knows what they're doing. Oh, I'm scared. I don't want to let my team down. I was like really oh, nervous. Gosh. <laughs> I'm like, please don't. So please you. Don't so it takes you through like the, the, the map... You've taken down these waves of enemies, and once sure. you once you get to the end, then you do get matched up against the other team, right? Because there's like two teams who are who are competing at the same time, and you get these messages of like, oh, they're, they're like nearing this place or whatever. They're yeah. completing they're it faster completing than it faster. you are, yeah. right? And you're like, oh, I wonder what. Like, do we just get a time at the end? Like, what? What? It, like, what? are we competing against each other for like points or something? Right. What yeah. exactly is it? But then you go into this big shared area. And it's you versus the other team with the dinosaurs still pouring out everywhere. Yeah. And then there becomes some sort of an objective. This felt very Overwatchy. I was gonna say it kind of felt like more of those more um, battle royale type kind right. of things. Right. Yeah. And the one I played, it was like 
you know, escort the caravan thing mm-hmm. to the goal, yep. which is like straight out of Overwatch. And they have like capture the flag. Yeah, like yeah. So, so then yeah. you play some sort of a like more competitive mode with the other team at the end. So it's kind of, yeah. it's kind of a creative it's way kind of interesting to do it. interesting how you do both. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this game comes out pretty soon. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to slot this game in or if I will, yeah. but it's definitely a unique idea. I could see it catching on. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's got a lot of fresh ideas that you don't see in other games like this, so yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty interesting. I always complain that there's not enough dinosaur games. Exactly. So this at least is, we got, we got some remedy there, which is great. Yeah. Yes. All right, moving on to the news. News. Got kind of a shorter news segment this week, mm-hmm. which is fine. Um, so Deadline, have you heard of Deadline? They're one of these kind of yes. movie industry. Yeah. Um, they do like estimate estimates yeah. for like you know your number, your, your, right. the numbers. They're covering the movie industry, yeah. and they came out with an estimate for the Mario movie, and they said that they estimate it to make eighty-five to ninety million dollars. You estimated a billion dollars. Not in the opening weekend. I said lifetime, but they said in the opening weekend. It's pretty eighty-five to ninety million. That's pretty awesome. So. <clears throat> The opening weekend is actually quite long because mm-hmm. I, guess, I guess they just count when whenever it comes out through that Sunday. That's why they moved the date. So we have a five-day opening weekend. Yeah, Wednesday through Sunday. Right. Um, there are some markets where the movie is not out this weekend. Right. Like Japan. For some reason, it comes out way later. Why is that? That's I don't understand so weird. that. weird. Apparently, that's a trend in Japan where they get movies. Like, I saw some of our friends in Japan like complaining about this. Oh, do like, they, why, do this, does this happen to them a Why lot? does this keep happening? Like, this might have made sense a long time ago, but now we just get spoiled on these movies. I felt bad for them. Oh, no. Um, I wonder why. That's so weird. Okay. They, did, they did have some weird caveats here. They, they did say that this is a very conservative estimate. Mm. Um, and then they also had some of their like, I don't know, some of their research tracking at the end of this that seemed very questionable to me. So it says, the pick is currently strong with boys and girls under 12. Equally. Equally. Is set to conquer families and is also strong with the gamer sect of guys under 25. Why is it written like that? This is some like what jargon. What is the gamer sect of the guys? Pick, the pick, P-I-C. The pick, the, the, <laughs> the spot? The spot is, is popular, it, strong with right. boys and girls. So This sounds like a Nintendo like, like campaign strategy. Right. <laughs> so, yes, kids under 12, okay, sounds good. Families, sure. But then... Gamer guys under 25. Well, what about the gamer guys over 25? Like you? That's a huge, like that is like the meat. I feel like that's actually the main target. So if that's. Not even gamer guys, just game, video game enthusiasts. Right. Over 25, because guess who grew up with Mario that's over, and who is over 25? We're going to see this on the opening weekend. These are the people. So if you are basing this estimate on this, that is then that missing is a huge, way higher. missing a huge target of the market, you just screwed up. Let us do this. Let us Move like, over a deadline. Like, let, let me do this research. And it's not like I'm saying like double this, but it, it'll definitely be in the triple digits. Um, they did. I did. Do I did, you have an estimate? Let's let's hear yours. Put it out there. I need right to. Now. Well, put it out there. Opening weekend, what do you say? This is where I don't know a lot enough about movies. Um, Well, we got some comparisons. Yeah, so we do have some comparisons. Detective Pikachu, 54 million. Right. Quite Opening weekend. Opening weekend. Sonic 2, 71 million opening weekend. Yeah. 
Like, what's a really popular movie? Like Avatar. I think if you get over the hundred, I think if you get over a hundred million the opening weekend, that's like really good. Okay. I'll say, gosh, uh, I'm probably gonna want to revise this later. You cannot. <laughs> I don't know much about this. Uh, one. I'm gonna say one twenty-five. Oh. What are you gonna say? I'm gonna say one fifteen. Okay. I think it's gonna crack one. That's still very. 100. That's still very high, and I that would that would put it on the way to a billion. Because yeah, and I stand by no, that. I think it's gonna be great. I stand by that a hundred percent. I think their opening weekend is gonna be massive. Yeah. So yeah. Five day weekend. Who wouldn't love that? <laughs> I'm gonna start my weekend. On it's the weird that you can game this by just like yeah, we opened three weeks ago. Opening weekend. Was... <laughs> it's like that thing like with every Chinese restaurant, how it's a grand opening for like two years. Soft open. No, it was a grand opening for like two years. I'm still grand opening this podcast right now. It's been a year, oh, no. but whatever. Yeah. Still grand opening. <laughs> um, so interesting that I think that was the first estimate that had come out. I wonder yeah. how many other people well, of these deadline-y types yes. will put something out yeah. there. Where's the variety? That's the one I look at the most for movie stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Where Where's that at? I don't Is know. That, are they too like Are they too like highbrow to rate a, a video game movie? They're like, no, we only look at like a twenty. I mean, we still got like we only look two, at a three weeks until this comes out, so they don't have to put oh, that out. Oh man, no. very close. Hype! I'm gonna be excited. We're for very this. close. Yeah. I'm gonna be really excited. Yeah. I can't believe it's happening. Uh, something you're maybe less excited oh my, for. Oh, this is the best. But the, you put this on here for a very specific reason. Is the reason. KFC Double Down, which is one of the two ways you can get into the Diablo 4 beta. You put this in here. Why are you wig You're wagging your little chicken finger at me. Why is that? <laughs> because I want you to tell people why you put this story in here. Tell well, the story. Well, we'll get to it. Oh, my lord. We'll get to it. So, so, yes, there are two ways that you can get into the Diablo 4 beta. You can pre-order the game, right? Or you can buy a KFC Double Down, which sounds disgusting. Which by the is way, the no judgment, but ew. quote sandwich that is just a stack of fried chicken. It's two pieces of chicken with some like cheese in the yeah. middle and some other chicken. I it's... guess that's like a limited time. It's like their version of the McRib or something. Uh, who, now I don't know who has eaten. The, like, honestly, please, I'm, I won't judge you. I promise. Just come out and tell me your reasoning for for eating this and how did it taste for real. Did, Truth, truth time. Like, how did this thing taste? I want to know. And do you eat it like a sandwich? Fork and knife this thing? Or like, would you actually just pick up this? Do you, exactly. Do you eat it like a burger? I mean, I guess like... you pick up fried chicken with your hand. You just gotta have a lot of napkins nearby. Or a sink. Or a shower. Or something. I don't <laughs> a know. shower? A chemical shower? You need to be like spray down after you yeah. double down? I mean, down? I do like that this is associated with Diablo, which is about like disgusting zombies and blood flying everywhere. Maybe, maybe they should have like... done a promotion with Monster Jam, done a porta potty promotion with a double down. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. That's when you, That's you need the, the needle exactly. the whole That's the circle of life right there. That's synergy. <laughs> <laughs> um, by all accounts, this beta is quite good. People seem to be loving and it. We may, have, we may have missed our Metacritic prediction for Diablo 4. Oh, did you have a high one or a low one? I, I, had, a lo I had a lowish one. I think one. mine was kind of high. I think yours was higher, so you might be right and I might be wrong. Aha! That's a first. Yeah. Um, so yes. So why is why is uh, Blizzard doing this partnership with KFC? Well, the head of marketing <laughs> at KFC has a lot of experience in games. We should know because he was the old head of marketing at Nintendo. That's right. He left Nintendo 
right. Um, right in the midst of all of the, the office, office closure. closures. Right. He was also in our office. We knew him very well. And he he went to KFC as like their head of marketing. He's their chief marketing officer. Yeah. Moved to Kentucky and everything. He really did. He said, like, see you later. Good luck with this whole new thing. He put on the white Goodbye. suit and he left. <laughs> I don't know if he put on the white suit. I'm just kidding. That was a joke. Um, but yeah, it was like kind of a shock to us. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Yeah. He was like, actually. Again, in the middle of this huge, tumultuous upheaval. Yeah. He was like, well, good luck with that. I'm out of here. Like, well, what? You were the guy who was like supposed to be shepherding this whole <laughs> office to whatever is next. This was like at a time where like things could not have been more real day to day. Like every day there was a new wrinkle in the updates of the office closure. <clears throat> like we heard about the office closure and then like, then we heard about these uh, this other news and then this other news and this other news. And I remember I was on vacation on a boat in the middle of the Bahamas. <laughs> and I got, no, I'm not kidding, like I think 30 text messages from people. I don't know how y'all even reached me None while I me. was in like the Bermuda Triangle, but it was like, did you hear so-and-so is leaving? Cause he was like the head of marketing at Nintendo to go to KFC and I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> so good but at that point i was so used to some sort of shock and awe that i was like stone-faced in the face i of sent a change. scathing email you were pissed to hr you were after that, so of like, mad you expect us to go through this whole office transition and the person who is supposed to be in charge of this is gone like how how is this acceptable yeah, like really it was mad. but it was like way beyond that yeah i was i was i was on a boat, so I had more time to like sit with my feelings. Well, more rum. That's the rum. Yeah, I yeah. was like eating like a bacon <laughs> breakfast. And you were you weren't eating a double down. I was not. No. Contrary to popular belief, I was not eating yeah. a double down. But that was some that was some crazy stuff. Yeah. And like yeah, and we were, we always laugh like whenever there's like a gaming partnership or something because we know that he's behind it. I don't know if I would put. This much of the success of my huge beta in the hands of Kentucky Fried Chicken, you know, like this. This is like a real important beat on the Diablo Four pre-launch roadmap. Roadmap. Yeah, (laughs) we need to nail this beta. It feels like a joke when you do something with a sandwich. Not even a sandwich. A, a, make, pile of a, a menu item that's also a joke. You know what I mean? Like you're you're attaching your important game launch schedule to something that is like a meme factory. Like it's like a joke. So what does that mean? I don't know. Maybe people are like loving this and they're like, this is great. You know, it's I just wouldn't try. I was like, is, you're gonna have some problem like printing the code or it's not gonna work or the, the employee's not gonna know. I like, just don't understand the seg the just, audience segmentation here. I either. just wouldn't like what is I'd be like, we'll do some if you want to do some partnership, we'll do it later when the game's out. What is and, the and it's overlap? less high stakes. Yeah, what is the overlap of people that eat that want to eat a double down and people that want to play the Diablo 4 beta? We're not getting into that. What, tell me what that <laughs> We're not getting into that. What is the market that? research on that? Yeah. I would love to know. Uh, leave a comment. Um, I would love to know. All right. I think they're extending that beta. Maybe we can try and get into that. Not by getting a... I'm not... No, I'm not. Because I'm not going to get the double down. I'm not going to pre-order the game. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't need a beta. Yeah. I'll play the game when it comes exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So so it's much fine. for that. I don't have time right now to right. play this game. I need this game to be delayed, but it's not. So it's fine. Uh, lastly, Resident Evil re- reviews, Resident Evil 4 reviews came out early. And uh, it was like right 
near us. It's extremely high. It's a 93 on Metacritic. Yeah. We have to check in on our predictions. Because mm -hmm. this was... You're close. We had this game extremely high. I predicted a 94. I predicted You predicted 95. a 95. So I think a round of applause for the two of us for nailing yeah, that. Yeah, we did it. Although if we were playing Prices Right rules, we would have busted. It's okay. Because we're over. Uh, we're over. We're over. Gosh. But it's okay. It's okay. I think we were, were in the neighborhood of what this is. And yeah. yeah. We're both really excited about this game, I think. And... Um, Really glad to see that it's doing really well on Metacritic and can't wait to play it. Yeah, some people wonder like, well, how come this review came out early and this one doesn't? And it's like, they've got supreme confidence that this game is really exactly. good. Exactly. So they want to get the word out. It's and another they, hype. We're they hyping it. Get that accolades trailer out. Oh, get, get going on that. Yeah, the accolades trailer. <laughs> right. <laughs> the ever important and now accolades they, Yeah, now trailer. they can tout these great reviews. Yeah, so um, exactly. I'm very excited to play this on, I guess, Friday. What? I have... A question for you about a news story that's not on here oh, that what I just is that? thought about right now. Which one's that? Do you, how do you feel about the Breath of the Wild Tears of the Kingdom pre-orders? How the Tears of the Kingdom ones surpassed the Breath of the Wild pre-orders in Japan. Did you see that story? Oh, is that is that new as of today? I'm not sure I saw that. Yeah, I think that was like kind of like... So, 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 say, so the, the Tears of the Kingdom pre-orders in Japan... Yes, yeah, surpassed Breath of the Wild pre-orders. Well, that's that's like... A guarantee because of you know how many systems are out there. That was right. a launch game. Like, am I going to get a system? I don't know. I'm not going to pre-order this game unless mm -hmm. I have a system or know I'm going to get one for sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's a that's a cool talking point. It means nothing though. That's see. That's what I wanted you to say because I saw like so many people out there that were like, "This is why everyone's like." criticism or critique oh, yeah. of Tears of the Kingdom is totally wrong because these pre-orders are surpassing Breath of the Wild in Japan, blah, blah, blah. And no. I was like, well, I don't think so because it's like your install base is huge. Right. You don't have to sell them on a new game, new system. Yeah. And Did a you game. have 100 million Switches out when sure didn't. <laughs> Breath of the Wild came exactly. out? Exactly. No. And there's like such lower stakes than yeah. like getting a Switch and right. Breath of the Wild, right? right? And also like people know what they're getting into now. Like Breath of the Wild obviously yeah. was a good game, so you're getting into it. But I don't think it, it diminishes the fact that, you know, all the things that we said about Tears of the Kingdom and, like, what that game might be and how it might not be, like, the magic that yeah. is Breath of the Wild. I don't think that diminishes that point. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, wow, good, for, good on you for dropping that on me. Uh, let's move on to okay. questions from our Patreon community. Every one of our questions is sourced from our Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much for that. We begin with Ale Alejandro. Hey, Kit and Krista, what are some, quote, unselling points for you in games? Uh, for example, selling points that developers boast as good things about their games that actually detract from you wanting to buy the game. Oh, yeah. For example, for me, it's developers saying their game is super long and just hearing that pushes me away from a game I might have been on the fence about. Oh, yeah. I definitely agree with that. The, when I hear, like, this game is 100 plus hours, like some of, the, some of those RPGs. There was that, that famous one, like, Dying Light, where oh. they just had, like, all these numbers, like, 10 billion hours to do anything. It's like, yeah, like, that's a no. Oh. That's a nope. I, I also don't like games that tout, like, um, collectibles. Mm. Like, I do not like this about Breath of the Wild. Like, you can collect, like, 999 yeah. Korok seals. Yeah. Like, I don't want to. not what I'm here for. It's not what I'm here for. Like, any sort of completionist right. model, like, I'm not here for that. Yeah. I think we share one, which is any sort of ticking timer oh. on the game. No. You know. I don't like that. Majora's Mask. No, it does. Uh, what are some other examples of this? Um, what's like that zombie game, Dead? Um, 
Left 4 Dead. No, the Capcom zombie game on, on Xbox 360, Dead Something, with the photographer guy. That game had a ticking clock where it's like, you can only do so much in the time you have. That game actually had some fun ways around that. But any time where it's like, you have a limited time to do mm, your thing or you have a limited yeah. time in this world, like that equals stress. I don't want to yeah. do that. Used to be that any game that was like, there is only one hard mode and you have to do it in hard mode would be a huge turnoff for yeah. me because I'm not a good, I'm not strong <clears throat> at like games. Yeah. But ever since Elden Ring and um, the latest Metroid game, I'm like, no, I'm good now. Give it to me. I can mm. play this game. Okay. So now I feel like more, I've gained some gaming confidence good. in the recent years, which I think it's good. Yeah. The other one for me is like any game that's really like getting, getting talky about their puzzles. It's oh, scary. It like scares me. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I'm too dumb for this. I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> this is not for me. This is for a smart person, not me. <laughs> um, oh, no. So yeah, I don't, I don't have too many, but those are definitely yeah, red flags yeah, for me. Yeah. Or like anything that's too gory. Oh, really? Oh, it's like, oh, it's got this, this goriest game you ever play. Like, you'll never believe whose arm you need to saw off to, like, whatever, like that kind of thing. I'm like, oh. Oh. I'm not sure I can do that. I think that. some other people are the other. So we have a shared friend who would often ask me of, like, so you're playing this game. Like, is that is that really bloody? Like, what, what can you do in that game? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I was playing, like, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and they yeah. had some very specific questions about what, does blood look like? what kind of atrocities can when I do kill, to these enemies? What does it look like? <laughs> like, okay. Can you in the heart? I'm a little worried about this line like, of questions. Maybe I should move away yeah. from you. <laughs> <laughs> so that can go both ways. Yeah. Uh, Brook Obscura is next. Did the marketing team at Nintendo of America have a reaction to this tweet by Nintendo UK? And if you can't see what this is, uh, it says, Know your Metroid in NES Remix 2. And there's a graphic of Samus. So it says, Can't crawl. And then a Metroid also can't crawl. <laughs> uh, obviously, this is a reference to the great Miiverse. Right. Why can't Metroid crawl post? That you said to a Metroid product manager the lead on um, uh, metroid samus returns yeah in the treehouse i made that reference in a nintendo minute video and they and just blinked, blinked blinked confusedly blankly at, at you right um, maybe she doesn't know the answer to why can't metroid crawl so nintendo uk to use a, a local term was very cheeky on their oh, so on their social media for a good long while yeah and they would, they would push the limits of things. There was another, I'm not going to tell you exactly what this was, but there was another Samus-related tweet yeah. that they did that was... Well, it wasn't them. That was a different region. Oh, was it, what region was that? France. Well, I mean, that was like, France. It's Europe. It's Europe, guys. <laughs> What's different? Europe. People, Europe. if you say that France is the UK, no, I didn't that say is going to be the end of you. I did not say that. I said they were all in Europe. It's not the same. They're, they're a little bit more open. I'm covering myself here. In Europe. In Europe. In Europe. Not that they're I did not, not say. Oh, they're not uptight is what you're saying. My point is some of their commercials Ooh. that we would watch. Get a little hot under the collar looking at these commercials. Wow. There was like wow. bedroom shots. But I was like, oh, 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 oh. What happens when the switch turns off? We don't know. We do know. But anyways, they, they are, I think Europe as a whole yeah. They're a little cheeky. They're a little bit open. They're a little yeah. bit okay with some of these more like push the envelope kind of tweaks. Well, and it was things like where we would talk about it as a team. Like, gosh, did you see what Nintendo UK did? And it's like, yeah. And and half of you would be like, 
Yeah, I kind of wish, wish we I kind of wish we could do something like that, but on the other hand, it's like no. eventually this is going to backfire and somebody in Japan's going to see it and get mad. Well, that's what happened with the what France happened. one. That's what happened with France and now Nintendo of, of Europe all their accounts are just as boring as the Americas. So. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 Samus one that France tweeted was like the last fun thing they tweeted. That was that was like code red freak out. They, they yeah. fr- you were like I was on the sideline. I mean, I was CC'd on all this stuff. You were CC'd. I was just like, oh boy, that sucks for you. <laughs> you guys need to look up this tweet. I had the high ground. You, you really were. You were in, in my the, ivory, you tower, were in ivory tower. Up on Mount Pius, at the top were, of Mount Pius. I laughed. Millions laughed, of feet in the air. I looked at it and laughed. Not what I would have done. <laughs> but you hit that like oh, button. Oh, monsieur. But you, re- you hit that like button from that personal account. Like. No. <laughs> hit the heart. No, no, no. <laughs> um, oh my god. Anyways, yeah, please look it up. That tweet yeah. is hilarious. All right, Bruce Stash is next. When Nintendo sent you and others over to places, did they provide individual hotel rooms for everyone, <laughs> or did some people have to share rooms? Did Kit ever share a room with Reggie, for oh. example? Any fun stories to uh, share okay. regarding this? Any yeah. loud snores? Uh, sharing a room with Reggie sounds fun, but I didn't get to do it. <laughs> Reggie was always in a suite, though, so. Yes. He put us up in his couch. <laughs> so this, the company never had anybody sharing rooms. That's right. Thank goodness. Yes. Uh, unlike some other gaming companies I worked at. You did share rooms with people, right? Namco Bandai. That was kind of the assumed, if it's, it's a big group trip, you're sharing rooms. Yeah. Glad to have moved on from that. It's hard to share a bathroom with somebody that you work with, I think. Yeah, or like people are just on different schedules or people mm-hmm. are, you know, better or worse at like, hey, you're going to go to bed. I'm going to not turn all the lights on and make a ton of noise. That that kind of thing. Oh, boy. I am an only child and the thought oh, of yeah. sharing this anything probably wouldn't with have gone well for you. <laughs> would have been um, unreal. I did have to share a, a room one time, not a room, but I did have to share like a house one time with oh. a few coworkers, including... Both of our, like, your boss and my boss's boss, uh-huh. um, it, it was a group of women, obviously, so it was not weird, but um, we, we were at a Sundance Film Festival, yeah. and there is no hotels there. Like, you cannot get one, so you have to share, like, a, basically, like, an Airbnb kind yeah. of thing, yeah. and there were, everyone had their own room, but we had to share this house. Right. Right. And there were some awkward moments, I would say, that I, I was not super big fan of. Like, I, I would prefer not to have to share any space with anyone because I don't like that. But, um, I'm yeah, I'm really glad that we never had to, like, share something as close quarters yeah. as, like, one hotel room because that would have been pretty bad. Yeah. Lucky there. Uh, Captain Cinnamon Buns is next. Hi, Kit and Krista. I rewatched Xbox's own licensed docu-series on the history of Xbox called Power On, the story of Xbox recently. And it got me thinking about whether Nintendo would ever consider making their own documentary on their storied history. Do you think Nintendo would ever consider this? While you worked at Nintendo, did filmmakers ever approach the company about doing such a thing or about wanting to interview employees for their own documentary production? And if any reputable documentary filmmakers ever approached the both of you to do an interview to contribute to the story of the history of Nintendo, would you want to participate? Thanks and appreciate you both. All right, lots of layers of questions here. First of all, th- those Xbox documentaries are legit and people, sh- people so should watch those. good. Please watch really them. Really good. So and good. And like just brutally honest. Yeah, about... I, lo- I love it. Yeah. Um, all right, so layers to this. 
So would Nintendo ever consider making their own documentary? So uh, this was like a big point of like struggle and contention well, for for us on the original content team at Nintendo, which was supposed to be this like, you know, this team that came up with original programming um, that we would produce and distribute across our channels. And one of the big things that was always pushed um, was some sort of docu series, right? <clears throat> yeah, as of the t so as of the time of our departure, the answer to this is absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, like we pitched this a lot of right. you know, let us make this documentary. You know, it could be very focused. That was always the concern of like, well, how does this apply to the current products? It's like, yeah. well, we could we could make it narrow enough and have it kind of lead up to what mm -hmm. we're doing. Um, and the answer was always no. Like there was there's the only one that was sort of like that, which was the Breath of the Wild series. That was more of a making of... Yeah, but that was like close-ish to the idea. Yeah. It was like as close to the idea that we could get to without them saying no. Yeah, yeah. The year we had Link's those Awakening at E3, we actually had a lot of the classic developers yeah. because they were working on other games. They were there. So I was like, we need Perfect to do either a documentary or like an oral history of Link's Awakening because we're never going to have all these people in the Back same room again. again. Yeah. So we wrote this great proposal... Sent it to Japan. They were like, nobody cares Why about this. Why would anyone want to Rejected. see this? Yeah. The, the, like, come on. The response was always so interesting to me because it wasn't like, oh, we don't want to do this. It seems like a lot of work or we don't want to do this because of, you know, um, resources. It was like scoffing. Exactly. Like nobody wants this. But the, yes, the, the reaction was like, nobody in the public would want to see this, which was so <laughs> deranged and just so far from actual reality. Right. And there's nothing you could do to convince them yeah. that they're absolutely wrong. Yeah, that the absolutely public would, nothing. Absolutely, <clears throat> the audience is there and hungry for this kind of content. Yeah, and we- just shocked me. I mean, we proposed this, we proposed like, oh, we'll partner with the gaming historian who yeah. is extremely oh. rigorous, like has an actual history background to do it. And they're like, this is not something we should outsource, yada, yada. It's like any- Anything would just, we and would And just come reject. up with an excuse to yeah. say no to, to any example. So that yeah, was a big no. it was no. really sad. Hopefully with the museum, maybe they'll change their mind about that. Mm -hmm. um, Filmmakers approaching the company about being a part of their documentaries. Yes. Yes, all and it, the time. And it was always just like, no, we no don't, we're not going to be a part a of this. It was a blanket rejection. So there was one on Netflix that came out a couple years ago. And they talked about, you know, they, they found some like old gameplay counselors, like people who didn't work there anymore. Right. That, they were representing the Nintendo side of the story. Which was kind of sad because that's yeah. a very narrow view of the Nintendo side of the story. And it's the biggest story you're telling in this documentary. I know. There's also that book, um, Console Wars, yeah. which I have, but I can never get very into it because it's like 90% Sega. And it's like, well, this is not the side of the story that I want. And they got like Tom Kalinske, like all the big people from Sega to be a part of that book. And Nintendo's like, no, nope, we it. don't care. We don't yeah. want to do it. So that's frustrating. Um, if a filmmaker approached us, what would we say? Yes. I think we'd say yes. Absolutely. So if you're making your great high quality documentary, give us a... Drop us, us an a, email. Give us yeah. a shout. We would love to be part of it. We have <clears throat> lots of stories that we could yes. include in there. Okay. Rev is next. I Kit and Krista. I hope all is well. I had a question about some of Nintendo's past announcements and was curious. Has there ever been a time when the public reacted drastically different to what you expected internally? Perhaps a game announcement everyone thought would be a hit but ended up causing uproar or an announcement you thought for sure would be a stinker but everybody loved. If so, how did that information help you and the company as a whole decide the next steps to take and how it influenced future decisions, if at all? Thank you very much. Mm. I have a product 
more than just the announcement, I I want to eat crow on. Oh, you do? Because I was I was pretty loud when I first heard about this of like this is not going to go well, and mm. it was the um, NES Mini. Oh, the NES Mini. <laughs> and let me tell you why. So at the time, there had yet to be a really high quality mini console. Yeah. There was like you go to like Target or Walmart, and it was, it was like very it was like this janky. little Atari controller yeah. that you would plug in. And mm -hmm. It was like, and there, there was like a Genesis one. It's like this is trash. These yeah. this entire product category is trash. And if that's what we are gonna do, we are like debasing ourselves. Ah. We are we are stooping to the levels of this junk. Of like just yeah, yeah. of toy junk. Obviously though, that's not what that product was. Mm -hmm. And that product was the premium level of Nintendo quality that you expect. Yeah. So I said that when I didn't know everything about that product, but I, I still want to eat some crow because I was I was talking to him. I was like, we got we can't do this. We got this is gonna bomb. Well, I bombed in another way, which is that no one could get one. <laughs> so it wasn't exactly yeah. what you were thinking they would bomb on, but it still bombed. Um, but people wanted it, but they just couldn't get one. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, the one that I think Nintendo really thought would be a huge success was anything in like the 2DS or the Switch Lite type mm. of product line. It's like, we need to have That's like, another one where I was really wrong. <laughs> the 2DS. Yeah, you were really wrong about that yeah, one too. Yeah. But like, anytime you, you know, we have this thing, I'm always like real skeptical about it. Like, no one's gonna want this. Or like, everyone's gonna want this. Um, and it's, it's like, inside Nintendo, there's always this whole thing, this whole like marketing thing about like, oh, the family of systems. We gotta have every price point for every cons level of consumer. And they need to have a choice when it comes to the product. I was always the messaging, give the consumer the choice, blah, blah, blah. No one wanted it. They just want the normal one, yeah. you know? <clears throat> that, the Switch Lite I can understand because you're taking out half the functionality. Sure. And it's not that much less. Yeah, I think people do like the Switch Lite. But that was also like one of those announcements where like, oh, it's going to sell The 2DS though, I, I really bought in. I was like, we're going to explode after this. We're taking know, off now. I know, but it was like totally It was fine. Time. I mean, it, it wasn't was a bomb, but yeah. it, it, didn't, it didn't happen. Yeah, but it was, it's always like that. Like you always think like any sort of hardware you put out as Nintendo would do like extremely, extremely, yeah, extremely yeah. well, especially at the height of popularity for 3DS and the height of popularity for Switch, like sort of these lower end models. Like it was sort of like a given at the company, like, oh, this is gonna be, this is gonna be great. I worked on both those announcements and I was like, eh, eh. All right. You, know? <clears throat> you were right, you were I right. I was right. Fine, fine. The company does not learn, though, from it. We'll Planning this question to make me eat crow. I do it. Uh, Sadness is next. Hi, Kit and Krista. Previously, you worked with or against press as internal marketing in Nintendo. Now you are the press. How has that new experience been? Do you find there are lots of similarities highlighting games in an exciting way? Or has it been wildly different? Is press work similar to working with the press? We don't do reviews, but... Well, I don't, we would not say we're the press. We're not the press. We're not the press. <laughs> we're definitely not qualified no. to be journalists because journalists do so much research and they have, they have, they have to do so much work beyond just, you know, talking about yeah. the game, right? It, yeah, it, it, we say this about, it applies to everything. It's like, it requires a certain amount of rigor mm -hmm. 
that we're just not interested in having. We're just, we're like With chatting. this whole thing. Yeah. We're just chatting with you guys. Right. It's like. We're shooting the breeze. That's <laughs> why, like, when, like, people like Jeff Grubb gets lumped into some of these other people sharing rumors, it's like, no, he has a whole different process. Right. For sourcing. Mm-hmm. Like confirming information before he shares anything. Research. And, so, and sure, he, he can still be wrong, but I feel more confident that he is going through the process. Some process, right. That will get him closer to the truth than right. these randos. Right, right. That just takes any rumor at face value and puts out a clickbaity thumbnail and right. YouTube video, right? <clears throat> yeah, I, I wouldn't say we're the press, but I will say that it is interesting to be on the other side of being internally at Nintendo, right? Yeah. That that's something that's that's very real and very um, different for us. And honestly, I have really been enjoying it. Like, I think now, you know, it's cool to have, like, both the insider industry knowledge to know sort of what, you know, Nintendo is thinking and, and why they're making certain decisions. But I don't have, like, the pr- the, the pressure anymore of, like, having to deal with it. Yeah. And also I get to be surprised sometimes too. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of nice. It's been, it's kind of like, it's kind of hard for 13, 14 years to never be surprised yeah. for a product and for, you know, games that you really love. Like you don't really get to experience it the same way, you know? So I'm, I'm happy to have that kind of ability to do that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Silver6477 wants to know, Hey, Kit and Krista, what's your prediction on where Tears of the Kingdom will fall in your personal Zelda game rankings? Okay. So based on what we know now, mm. where Which would you nothing. put it? Which is nothing. Which is basically nothing. basically know nothing at all. Um, top 10? Top 10? Top 6? No, probably top 10. Well, can you narrow it down a little bit more? I don't know if it's going to be near the top, honestly. I, I don't know much about this game. Well, it's like, it's like top 10. Is it like bottom half of that 10 or like middle? middle? So like a five, five-ish. Five, six, seven. Around that range. All right. Yeah. My top three is like pretty good. Like pretty set. So those are what? Breath of the Wild, Wind Waker, and Twilight Princess? Correct. Man, can you get past Twilight Princess? That's sad. Not a lot of things can get sad past Twilight Princess. Sad state of this Princess. franchise here. I love Twilight Princess. Um, yeah. I would say Wind Waker is... Yeah, I mean, well, Breath of the Wild is one. Wind, Wind yeah. Waker two. Twilight Princess three. Um, yeah. And then you got, like, Skyward Sword. I don't know. It's going to be tough for it to crack five, I feel. Wow. The, Unless it, like, shocks me. No, 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 I'm, being, I'm not being negative. Be honest. I don't, again, I will, I, ha- I have the right to revise because I don't know anything about this game. Yeah. I know that he well, has a messed up arm this is fun. Yeah. and that he rides on a fighter jet that looks like an Iron Man invention. So I'm going to say for me, uh, three. So I have Breath of the Wild, I have Wind Waker, and then I'll put this there. Okay. I think just, just this style of game is much more appealing to me than, you know, other kind of Zelda m- games? older Zelda games mm, okay. where there's That's... the exploration, there's kind of more, you know, Make, make your own fun kind of stuff or, yeah, or do it yeah. your way. Yeah. And less puzzly because you don't yes. like the puzzles. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes. See, I like the puzzles. I like the traditional Zelda dungeons. So, you know. <clears throat> yeah. So that's my uh, very uninformed guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, VGM Life asks, hey, Kit and Krista, the last mainline 2D Mario game was New Super Mario Brothers U in 2012. Wow. That's a long time ago. I Is that know. right? I think. Wow. Wait. 
Oh Amazing. Whenever the next, the next 2D game comes out, what type of art style do you want it to have? Should it retain the aesthetic of the new series or should it transition to something else, like a retro pixel art aesthetic, the Mario movie art style, or something completely original? Thanks. Oh, interesting question. Man, I miss 2D Mario. I actually was, I, when I was editing the um, Super Nintendo World videos, I was watching a lot of um, 2D Mario videos for like music. Well, the music you chose was from New Super Mario Brothers U. Exactly. Which I, I initially was going to tell you don't use that because yeah. people hate that song. I love that wah, song. Wah. <laughs> People uh -huh. hate that. Oh, the want want. But then I felt like it fit the video really well. And that's why I chose that song. Yeah. And that's why I was re-watching those trailers and videos because I thought Super Nintendo World reminded me so much of the new Super mm. Mario Brothers series. Yeah. And I and I I chose like the dungeon music from that series as well. And I was like thinking about that a lot recently. So it's interesting to have this question come up. I don't hate the art style for the new Super Mario Brothers okay. series. Like I kind of like that bubbly sort of like puffy look. It's a little boring to me. You think it's a little boring? It's a little boring. bland. So I would go with, I guess, like hand-drawn 2D Mario's, or like, oh, it's like oh. A, uh, Wario Land Shake It, where it looks like somebody actually drew it oh. and like colored it in. Okay. Like, I feel like that's too close to the paper, Mario. No, like there's so much like great. That's always when Mario has the most personalities, like any of the hand-drawn stuff. Mm. Like like the Mario 3 box art is my favorite piece of game artwork ever. Like if you could have it in that, that sort of style and you could animate it really smoothly, really nicely, have a lot of character in the backgrounds. Okay, you can like, see that. It's like very colorful. It could be great. Very like, like sort of dynamic looking. <laughs> yeah, they probably won't do that though. Yeah. I, I, do, I don't mind like sort of that, like more cinematic like movie type of look either where it's like so you want the mario movie look i don't really love that mario though but i like the backgrounds in the movie a lot like in the trailers like when they had like the mushroom kingdom background yeah. and like that kind of stuff claymation no we can't do that because we already did that for kirby that was also 10 years ago we, we can, can do, do some yarn we can do things more than once we can't do yarn we can't no, we're do not doing yarn. We can't yarn, do yarn mario no we're not doing that we can't do yarn mario no. I don't know. I feel like that style can be like the, the that 3D, I'm sorry, the uh, new Super Mario um, Brothers style can be updated with some of the movie magic that they have to make it feel more interesting. But I don't mind that. I really don't. Like, I think it, it like feels, I don't know, it feels like modern to me. I don't know why. Anyways, that's maybe just me. Okay. Uh, last question is from Pikmin Sneezkov. Hi, Kit and Krista. I'd like to ask you about the game I am most excited about, <laughs> Pikmin 4. Yay. What are your thoughts on the nighttime exploration and the Dendori philosophy? Shigeru Miyamoto mentioned, <clears throat> perhaps it involves strategy. How you play during the daytime will influence the nighttime. What about those star bits? Do you think the player will be able to feed them to Pikmin, which gives Pikmin strength against aggressive nighttime enemies Pikmin would normally be weak against? Thank you, and if you have any fun thoughts about Pikmin 4, please share them with us. So, what, what do you think of the Dandori philosophy? Tell know. me right now. I don't know if I know what that is. Do you? Did you look it up? I don't know what that is. Dandori philosophy? I think we are not at the same level as Pikmin Sneezkov, where I, I would just like a Pikmin game to really click with me more than it has the series has so far mm -hmm. what are you doing right now i'm looking up dandori philosophy looking at your text or something oh <clears throat> yes yeah I, mean, I have played every pikmin game and i can appreciate them for what they are they do they do have one of those pet peeves that we mentioned before of the limited time, the time. and the resources yeah and so, the day and night i don't like it 
It's too you, scary. Right, so the, the deck is a little bit stacked against it. I don't know why it necessarily needs those mechanics too. Sure. It feels like you could do a version that's a bit more at your own pace and leisure. What have you found out here? Okay, the Dandori philosophy for English speakers who don't know is translated as arrangement or planning. So basically the idea I think as it relates to Pikmin is that you have to do like a lot of pre-planning and arrangement uh, to maximize your, your play is, is my I understanding. See. Like okay. please let me know if I'm butchering that yeah. to a native Japanese speaker or if you have another definition of what this is, tell me. Um, but I, I, I get, I think the idea is is very core to the Pikmin gameplay, which is all around planning and like collecting your resources, planning your strategy of how you're going to get through, you know, the, the day and night, the days yeah. and the nights, I guess. But I, I'm with you. Like I have a really hard time getting into this game for a couple of reasons. I, I think that timer part of it the sort of the things can run out, um, you know, the, the, how the game is really dependent on that, like, is a turnoff for me. Yeah. And I, I can't stand it. I can't stand the Pikmin, the dying, the drowning, the being eaten, the being left behind. All of that just feels, like, too heartbreaking for me. Why did Mr. Miyamoto make this game like this? I, I, wonder, I wonder about that sometimes. I'm just like, it's so... It's so unlike him. I don't know. I, I, I feel weird about it. Well, it's, it's one of the few of his creations that has not been just a runaway smash hit. I know. And you can kind of sense that he's frustrated by that. I know. Because he's like trying his hardest to make it happen. After wearing this Pikmin shirt, talking about Pikmin Bloom on this Nintendo Direct. For like many, many Talking minutes. to anybody about Pikmin. Like if, if it was not him at the helm, like I think people would have moved away. They would have moved on from Pikmin. Yeah, but I wonder why he feels so strongly about well, this. You should have asked him when he had the chance, shouldn't you? I mean, <laughs> I guess I should have. Gotcha. Maybe one day I'll see him again. No, it's never going to happen. Uh, I, just, I hope he's I hope he's not sad because this game makes me a little bit sad, honestly, and I don't want to feel sad when I play games. Maybe it's just well, me I'm, though. Maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe three games in, they've realized that maybe we need to shake this up and make this more appealing because I have to imagine a lot of people feel the way we do. Do you think so? Because this game has not been a smash hit. We cannot say that it has. No. That's not true. Yeah. It's very like on the mid-level of Nintendo franchises. Right, right. There's definitely some very passionate fans that understand and, and love the charm of this game. And there are so many charming things about this game that I like as well. But the, the core of it, like honestly, this game makes me sad. And I don't want to be sad. Like it just, this is exactly why I don't play or watch The Last of Us because I don't want to be sad. Yeah. And I cannot stand those little cries and the little ghost. Like all of that is like extremely morbid. And I don't understand why it needs to be that way. So yes, that is our thought yeah. and hope that it's just a little bit different enough that we can finally get into one of these games. Don't let them die. <clears throat> no. Uh, all right. That's it for our questions. Thank you again to our Patreon subscribers. Now we're on to shouting out our Patreon superstar tier. Yes, this is our highest tier, our most wonderful and involved Patreon members. And they help every week make these episodes. That's right. Um, what they are that you guys hear. Yeah. All right, so let's start. Aaron Hash. Ben Eichhorn. Maru Mayhem. Eigenverse. Kiss My Flapjack. Mike Chin. Mr. Rogers. Roy Eschke. Switching it up. Underscore. Safazon. The Shark Among Men. VGM Life. Link, the hero of wins. Angela Bycroft and her pig Molly. 
Turbocharge Nerd, Thomas O'Rourke, Simon Barrera, and Kyle LaBeouf. <laughs> All right. Woohoo! All right, and let's go to our wonderful One Up Club graduation service. A. Ron Burgundy. Adam and Ansley. Ajan Malari. Ale Alejandro. Alexandra Pratt. Astro Dev. Blazed and Enthused. Bookum Dano. Brad SF56. Brooke Obscura. Brookie Kazooie. Bruce Stash. Chancellor Fairley. Shelly Squirrel. Christopher Lay. Cozy Tar. Captain Cinnamon Buns. Captain Alex. Sea Roper 17. Daniel Colt. Daniel Phillips. Daniel Valencia. Dachshund. Desert Colt 18. Doodoo Face. Dolce Aguirre. Dino Punch. Elite Peach. Esparts 50. Fart Priest 69. Furbound. Fernie and Jess Forever. Fox Deploy and his dog Bernard. Fred Rossi. Garrett Holfish. Garth the Wolf. Gartooth. G Sun 101. Ian Shit. Israel Izzy. Jay Rando. Jabroni Jones. JK99. JBJ. Jeffrey Hernandez. Jerry 92602. Jesse Hernandez. John Responte. Jonathan Rowe. Jordan Hemmerly. Joseph DeHayes. Joseph Quinn. Joshua Clements. Juji Fruit. Julius Westenberg. Just Camtro. Kawa 2796. Kelpshake. Kevin Delane. Krisu. Chris Ronnie Kid. Christopia Party with me. Kyle Gary. Kyle Gamerberry Rookie. Kyle Kretzer. Kyler Nelson. Linnell Stickman. Lego My Frago. Lemma. Lil Sebastian. Lit. Mad Dog 5981. Marky Man 64. Mecha Dragon 101. Megan. Michael Cravens. Michael White. Mikey. Motomania. Mr. Andy Pong. MSM Poke Gamer. Mr. Beans and Dip. Mytran. Nasir. Nathan Burkhart. Handabuns. Paul C. Pace. Paul Gale Network. Prime Factor. Prince Charles. Reaver. Rain Tech. Ray Charon. Ryuji Utsuha Oku'u. Rene Rivers. Ryoth One. RJ Kern. Rob Osborne. Renana Rex. Rocks. Rianetta. Sam Newland. Sharif Jackson. Shinryu. Slowbro. Schmiggles. Shrews. Silly Ferret. Spicy Munchkin. Steals a Trone. Tales of Link. Tefu. Terra Storm. Thomas Alvarez. Topher Schmofer. <laughs> Travis Torlein. Troopage. Tugs Puppy Bear. Tuscoob. Tyler Geist. Video Game Stupid. Virtual Bot. Wicked Davy. Will Ernst. Will Johnson. Zudiverf. Zelgra. Zroid. Yeah. I really like Topher Schmoker. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you to our wonderful superstars and one-up club member who are supporting us on patreon.com slash right. Krista. Don't forget to subscribe. That's where you can go to help us keep all of this going, to keep hearing industry insiders. Um, reactions and our inside stories, you got to go to Patreon to support us. All right. If you are watching on video, you can really help us out by subscribing to this channel, uh, leaving a thumbs up and uh, leaving a comment. If you are listening on audio, you can also subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and also leave a review. And don't forget to follow us on the socials. We are on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook. Another perfect episode. In the books. In the books. Turning his laptop off. <laughs> See you guys later. Bye. Bye.